Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! Remember to check us out at Super Fun Podcast on Twitter. Also, Facebook.com slash Super Fun Podcast. Patreon.com slash Super Fun Podcast. Or you can always email us at Super Fun Podcast Go, Go! at Gman. Gmail.com. Gman. Gman. Gman lives. Go ahead. I am your host tonight, Steve Findom Smith. To my left, we have Ralph DiStefano. Spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Across me, I have Matt Babycakes Hamill. $500. <laughs> to his left, we have Harry Rodriguez Bowles. I have $500 I don't know what to do with. <laughs> <laughs> and to my direct right, we have Matt the Clark Clark. my mitochondria are more powerful than your mitochondria (laughs) all right well if you haven't picked it up from the last episode or what we've been talking about already our game for the night is parasite eve mitochondria all right. Well, <laughs> let's get. Uh, that's the official theme song. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> I, I think that's better than the official theme song. Thank you. Uh, pen, pending trademark copyright. Taking shots already. Smith, we got this covered. All right. Let's jump right in to initial thoughts. Ralph, your initial thoughts. Uh, I didn't know much about Parasite Eve going into this. Uh, I think I knew that it was Square, and it was around the same time as Final Fantasy VII and Chrono Trigger, or at least their development was around the same time. I played it. I enjoyed parts, but I, I don't love it. All the right. end. Well, that that's a good start. Baby Cakes. Hey. Um. So I remember uh, around when this first came out, I tried it, couldn't get past the first enemy. And didn't want to start over, so I did not. I swore I would never play this game, but went back to it. Good times. Now here you are. Here I am, Mr. Rodriguez Baus. Go. It's the premium. I dropped my monocle. It's the premium. No, so I played this game. Don't apologize. We're good. All right, so I played this game quite quite a bit as a kid. Um. I actually had pretty fond memories. I was pretty excited to pick this up again. And there was a lot going into this game that I, like, we'll get into it later, but the whole tool system, I had a lot of issues with. You're a big fan of tools. You have issues (laughs) with tools? I didn't understand it when I was younger, but now I have a a bigger, (laughs) a fuller grasp of it. I didn't understand it now. (laughs) <laughs> I fully understand the tool now. Mm. Yeah, when he was young, he didn't know how to use the tools properly. But now, and now that he's 50, older, he got we're still it. talking about wrenches and you know, like fixing. Well, it just as tool, tool in the inventory. Mm. So anyway, I had a lot of fond memories of the game. It was fun playing it through again, and I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I cool. know the pieces fit because <laughs> And on that note, Clark Main. I had never played the game before. I heard about it in passing. Uh, I knew it was a square, square soft game. Uh, and honestly, this first time playing it, I actually am like kicking myself for not having played it earlier. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Lucky uh, you. <laughs> for myself, this is something that I had. The... I think it's the ending, Ralph. Maybe. Could Ooh. be. Could be. <laughs> Shots pew! fired. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> 
Um, Just like The Last of Us. This was one of my favorite PlayStation <laughs> games growing up, and I was so glad that everybody was on board to play this when I brought it up, and now we're here, and I'm really excited to hear what everybody has to say about it. So there's our initial thoughts. Let's jump right into game development. Game development. Anybody have comments right off the bat before I start picking you out? Um, I I can just say that originally it was based off a book. Mm-hmm. Somebody wrote it. And they made a game. Really off of it. wrote a book? Oh, <laughs> you mean with words and everything? Like letters and on stuff. On a typewriter? Yeah. I don't think it was a typewriter. Uh, no, but I think this was like a direct sequel mm-hmm. to that book. That no, I, I think it was based off the first book. It so was, no, 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 no. The first book. It, it they actually mentioned some of the, the the details of the original. Is that story. what happens in Japan? Is that the first? Yeah. That's why Meta comes over and explains like, "Hey, this happened in Japan before. This is the outcome. Let's prevent that from happening." Interesting. More or less again. So this is like a, a direct sequel. And is the movie based on the first book? I didn't know there was a movie. There's, There's a movie. movie. Yeah, yeah it's, a movie. it's a Japanese movie. I believe it is based <laughs> on the book. Yeah, Sweet. the movie was based off the book, and then the game was kind of based off the movie, which was based off the book. <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty much the How, way. Where are you basing your information from? Wikipedia. Memory. The look on his face says memory. It's Maybe. premium info. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe Japan's just weird like that. Oh, Maybe. It all comes full circle. Well, it did start in Japan. Well, I think with the, the development, they... Obviously, you you picked up things that they had in the Final Fantasy series a a little bit, a little bit, just with some of the development. Not quite, you know, the the type of, you know, uh, battle structure. Um, Yeah. I I don't want to delve too much into that right right. now. But that's, uh, you you could definitely tell there was a little bit taken out of that since, you know, Square already had Final Fantasy VII under their belt. And they were kind of working on other projects but it's kind of brought it in yeah well i mean in general this game reminded me a lot of final fantasy 8 and its art style and i think even some of the sound effects like when she heals herself it sounded like it was ripped straight from final fantasy 8 you guys can correct me if that's wrong no no that sounded correct yeah Yeah. actually i had that same same inkling when i heard it um okay but what about hard facts Do, do harry do you have any hard facts when it comes to the development of this game so hironobu sakaguchi big name when it comes to the final fantasy franchise delved into this project as a side project um it's pretty well received, um, and it was like a financial success for the company as well. This was like a booming time for SquareSoft uh, as a whole. They were just pumping out titles left and right, and it was just success after success after success. Um, and this didn't fall short within their collection as well. Um, but no, no, I, I think you could definitely see that influence if you played like some of the the PlayStation era Final Fantasy games. You could see that style. Like you said, the sound effects, um, I think like the CG cutscenes, the the plot line, like the leveling up system, like there's definitely a lot of influences, I, I feel, from the Final Fantasy franchise to this game. If it didn't say Squaresoft at the beginning, we would play it and know that it's a Squaresoft game. I yeah. Mean, it's got all the all the tropes, all those stylings, it, it's there. Now, speaking of Squaresoft, this, this is something I did notice with a lot of their games. Do you notice like they, they have an interest in like um, the opera? Like how many opera scenes oh, yeah. can you think of in yeah. different SquareSoft games? So, mm-hmm. I initially in that first segment, and we can get into this later. I don't know, but um, 
I was I was picking up some big Final Fantasy VI feels, even though that's a two D game. Mm-hmm. The opera and Square, I just I thought Final Fantasy VI. It it's true, it, and and even some of the I know the sound effects aren't the same as what's on the Super Nintendo, but like the the opera singing, and I mean I guess Eve just like bursts into song and all the time or whatever. I mean I kind of interpreted it as that, like she was actually singing throughout, not as like the theme for Eve, but um definitely picking up um operatic themes i don't know why they seem they seem so obsessed in that chunk of time not from like 1994 to 1990 i bet you it was directly i think the people that were involved in the company at the time were like heavily interested in opera opera. and like they probably like that that uh what's the that form of art more or less opera is an art form sure yeah and not jumping too far ahead like into you know, further segments, I think they really kind of capture that in the FMGs, like uh, FMV, I'm sorry, um, where they really paid a lot of attention and detail into having the music and um, like the, the video kind of correspond with each other a little bit and where they, they put a lot of effort into that compared to other games at the time. No, I was well, like, I think okay. the FMVs look pretty pretty good for this. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was it was square, so uh, yeah. they they really were at the forefront. For oh everything. yeah, please please. I, I I I didn't like the cutscenes. Really? Actually. Yeah. Well, maybe specifically to the the normal human character models. I mean, I guess for 1998, because I, I I have no nostalgia for this game. I didn't play it then. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm not putting it side by side with Final Fantasy seven VII and eight. And and looking at that, but even you know, next to like eight, I don't think I don't think this game really pulls it off as well. And that could be budgetary reasons. That could be the who they had on staff for this game. Um, I think a lot of the concepts and the way that they're brought to life in the cutscenes is interesting, but I don't find them that appealing. Well, this isn't as big budget as Final true. Fantasy. True, true. And th- for an eight-hour, ten-hour game, this has a lot of cutscenes. Like, even if they are kind of short, this had more cutscenes than almost any game that I can think of that's around, like, that How long is Metal Gear? Solid. Um, There are not... 15 hours? Yeah, but there's not that many FMVs. There are no FMVs. There aren't any in Metal Gear. Yeah, Yeah, the only thing that I would consider in Metal Gear Solid and FMV is when they're showing the nuclear testing, but that was kind of more like a live... Stock footage. Yeah. 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 Um, no, one thing I did pick up on this game, Squaresoft, as a company, this was their first M-rated game ever made. Really? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. And I, were... I think you could see as you're playing through the game, there's a very heavy adult theme. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a rather gory game. Yeah, um, true. Not necessarily the combat or anything, but like in those videos... When uh, mm-hmm. things are transforming and just like slabs of skin are falling off of eyes and they're splitting apart and things like that, gory in a way that Square hadn't gone to. Well, you pick up with that right off like the first hour or so in the game. I mean, the first thing that really that really identify with me of like this is completely different is when the rat changes, mm-hmm. where you just see the rat. He stands up. He's looking around a little bit, and then basically his fur and skin turns inside out and he becomes a mutant. His tail splits off into three and this should be, this becomes like a demonic creature. I mean, there are, there's like almost no games that really go that 
in detail of showing of what the hell is going on by this point. And then it does not let up for the entire game. All right, so let's get into the story. Story. Go. <laughs> we found our catchphrase. Yeah, get go. used to it, people. This is going to happen every episode. We love you. Who wants to talk about the story? Okay, so basically there's this cop, and she's blonde, and she goes on this date with this yuppie, and she doesn't really want to be there, but she's there. And then all of a sudden, people start bursting into flames and spontaneous human combustion, and people are melting, and it's it's visually appealing. And then she... <laughs> well, it's, you it's didn't sell me on it, now, it's, now it's, wow. appealing. it's visually appealing. It's visually appealing. It is, visu- <laughs> it is visually appealing. <laughs> Well, let's be honest. It kind of got her out of a second date, so it's okay. <laughs> she didn't have to say no. He just burned just up. Just takes died. the murder She's of an there. entire audience. Didn't, yeah. like didn't he actually get out? No, I think he died. He bought it. No, somebody somebody mentioned they saw him leaving, like a little weasel or something. Oh, he snuck out before he was hurt. I think Daniel, Daniel says that. that. Yeah, mm. he lived. So there may be a second date. Well, there oh, may God. be a second or third parasite eve too. Oh. <laughs> It's not going to happen on the podcast because the second one's a waste of time. Not getting into that just yet, but... No, we should judge it later. Yeah. So, yeah, the story. (laughs) All right, so uh, based on the beginning of the story, which you described, she's at the opera. um, Once Aya or Aya gets a look at Yeah, how do you say it? Wait, how do you say it? Yeah, how do you say that? Is it Aya? I say Aya. I say Aya. Aya. All right, we'll say Aya. I say Aya. (laughs) He sings it every time. Um, <laughs> she, um, she locks eyes with Eve, and then everybody kind of just starts bursting Melting. in flames. And uh, one of the things I really enjoyed from enjoyed right at the get go is like to show that hey, this is going to be about Aya, Aya, whatever. Um, the just guy pick who, one and stick to it, Gygus. <laughs> um. Just to kind of show it's going to be about her and not the guy, she literally just pushes him out of the way. Oh, like, I like that. Get out of here, you pussy. Yep. I'm taking over. Let's do this. And she wears the pants and the gun. Yes. And she starts at just everybody's burning and she starts running into action trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Well, she is she is a cop and yeah, apparently right. badass. Oh, which I will say, just in that opening scene, did anybody else notice when. Um, what was her name? Melissa, Melissa, who is basically taken over by Eve, like how the iris wasn't quite right in her eye. Like it was kind of scattered a little nah. bit Yeah, when she was looking at her. And then when she locked eyes with her and it went back to, you know, who the opera singer was, basically Eve, it changed after that a little bit just to show that there was that little bit of a difference. I don't know. I It's those small little nuances throughout the entire game is something that I, I really appreciate. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. I actually know what you're talking about. It looked like an unfocused lens, mm. like the flare off of an unfocused lens. And then as soon as they lock eyes and it goes back and forth, then it's like a fo- like a regular focused eye. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I got to say, um, just personally, the whole concept of a spontaneous human combustion, I know that in the game they flesh it out as the mitochondria have 200,000 volts of electricity and can fry a body like it's nothing. But in the real world, 
in our world, spontaneous human combustion was always something that's like, you know, that's kind of interesting. How does that happen? Is it a, is it a complete scam? Is it, you know, somebody gets murdered and then they like cook them and then they put their leg like next to a chair? Because has everybody seen pictures of like so-called spontaneous human combustion where someone, yeah. someone no. like lives in an apartment by themselves and one day someone reports that, you know, I haven't seen so-and-so in a while and the cops break down the door and there's like a chair and ash and like a leg with a shoe. And nobody knows what happened or, 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 or what like they they think that something can go wrong with the human body and actually like cook itself. But the whole idea of spontaneous human combustion in a video game to me, I think, is is great. And it's really interesting the way they explore that and then they go into it. But right from the get go in the first day, the first chapter, like spontaneous human combustion, I was hooked. When lighting first goes wrong, volume <laughs> three. No, no, I will <laughs> say story wise, just to criticize it a little bit, though. It was very heavy on the technical terms, and like they really needed to get into like like they mitochondria must have done a, no no I understand but I think they mitochondria re- and nucleus <laughs> yeah, very, yeah I know but they very, went into all these like theories of how it functions and why it's reacting this way and how it's evolving like I think somebody who's just playing it for the enjoyment could technically get lost or miss out on details just skimming through this stuff because I had to actually really slow down. And read this stuff just I don't to make know sure that how I was, much of it's real, though. I mean, no, I understand, the but is pretty. But just to understand the storyline or where they're like, yeah. where this is like coaxing them to go next, I like, I really wanted to understand these things. Um, so I was really spending the time to try to like make a point of uh, listening to it. The terms that they're using, I'll say, the first time I played through, I was about what, like twelve, thirteen. I had no idea. Mitochondria, okay, that's inside your body. But with the way, like, actually playing through it again was we're having a different understanding of, okay, so it's... Now that you have your degree in... Uh... Biology. Yeah, yeah. No, all right, don't judge me. No, no, Some I'm just bit. teasing. I'm just teasing no. you. I yeah, mean... no, that's fine. That's fine. No, I'll, I'll throw my headphones off now. Fuck you, Ralph. <laughs> what I mean is, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't done much study of the, the human body you know since since high school so no i mean I, I remember mitochondria i didn't remember their function it's been that long for you what <laughs> since high school since, he's you, since you, old, you studied a human body you. <laughs> 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 yeah okay i walked into that one you yeah. did um the game came out 1998 so let's put on like a we'll go medium level we're all about 11 12 years old so if we played it when it first came out i'm going with average okay yeah um i probably wouldn't have known what the hell they were talking about. no exactly we were just playing because there were scary monsters you got to shoot them it was a little freaky but then when you're a little older and it's like oh i have a little bit of an understanding of you know science i actually took biology in high school whatever it is it's you can see where they start talking about mutations and about like you know stuff on a cellular level it's a it's a little bit different. Hamill, go. So go. I'm, I'm a moron, and uh, when, <laughs> when we I know. To, I, I have to ask this in Star Wars. What is it that makes you a Jedi? Chlorians. Okay, so, not the same as mitochondria. So when I first was starting this, <laughs> oh no, no, don't oh, do this. Square Salt, a Lucasfilm <laughs> game. That I I kept seeing mitochondria, and it just wasn't clicking, and so. <laughs> I had to ask my Master wife. Master Qui-Gon, who... <laughs> I was wondering, what are midichlorians? I, I had to ask my wife, who does have a degree in biology. No, really? Yeah, because <laughs> she's a doctor. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to ask her, are mitochondria real? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, so she said, 
Oh, honey. <laughs> no, no, no. There's <laughs> well, this, no, there's she a silent looked... pause when she looks over and just looks. Really? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so to sum, close. So, very close. <laughs> I'm so gonna to sum need... that up. <laughs> Mitochondria, real. <laughs> Midichlorians, ruined franchise mysticism. <laughs> <laughs> Destroyed. Nah, the but force. She, she looked me dead in the eye and was like, "Yes." And do you I have a question? <laughs> Matt, so, go earn that five hundred dollars. I'll be back <laughs> by five. But yeah, that's the end of my story with the mitochondria. Okay, so there was one thing that when you're in the opera house, you go you jump you first fight Eve and then she escapes through downstairs. The giant and, hole. Yeah, and you get a choice to either go down the hole or go meet up with the cops. Don't go in the hole right away. Why? What happens if you go to the cops? Uh, you, you get, get free you, ammo. You get free ammo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I used the Billy Club for the first half of the game, so I was cool with that. Oh, really? God. Well, th- yeah. That's good, but the, at the I same time. I never used the club once. That's that's the one great thing about this game, because it is an RPG, but it was it's almost like the first open world RPG where you can kind of choose your own adventure for it. Right. Where you you don't have to do it. It's not like a, a guided path to go, hey, you have to go here to continue. I kind of well, think I mean, it's yeah, pretty linear. I think it was well, very okay. linear. Okay, yeah, fine. it's, it's you super You still linear. have to, but you still have there the option to go choice. explore before you have to, especially right off the bat, where it gives you an option. Do you jump down the hole or don't? And if you don't, you can go explore a little bit before you make that commitment to jump down and take that next step. Where it's okay, not quite open world, but think about it in the terms. I mean, that's of, actually pretty common. I feel like in RPGs, in, especially. in 1990, yeah. 1998, in yeah, RPGs, in RPGs yeah. at the time, sure. Name another one. Any Final Fantasy? Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Eight, Final Fantasy Nine. Like okay, eight was not yet. So seven, seven. Okay, before, seven, so six, yeah. five. <laughs> Yeah, six five. Uh, we we we're not going to get in Final Fantasy debate right now. But okay, for the first one for PlayStation, fine. Before like it, you actually have, you know, a choice between that. In the Final Fantasy <laughs> for the Super Nintendo, when you're going around, like one of the problems I had with one of like two or three or something was <laughs> Wait, do we when you get game? yeah. No, we, I'm just no, I'm no, saying no, no. with the I open world example, aspect. It's, it's it's yeah, it's valid. relevant. In the Super Final Nintendo, Fantasy 3 for you the actually, Super Nintendo, go! You, <laughs> like, it, it, to get to the next part, you go into, like, the open world, and you could go to other places and get, like, yeah, side quests and you get an airship, and, and you go here yeah, and so, there and figure it out. Like, it, this is a really small RPG compared to, like, Final Fantasy, and I never played, like, Chrono Trigger or any of those other ones. I don't know what the sides are. Dragon of Lagoon or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> I just, like, crapped on my soul. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I don't know if there's side quests in those. But RPGs, it's pretty common to have that, like, you could go back and kind of kind of just look around and make sure you're not missing anything before you go on. I guess I'm just looking in the world of PlayStation. Okay. All right, so real quick, what, what do you guys think about the characters? Like, the big three... Aya, Daniel. Damn, Daniel! Damn, Daniel! Yo, Daniel is a pimp right Back off of that mitochondria again. And then, and then, uh, did, did you guys pronounce it as Maida? Maida. Maida? Maida. No, that's, that's Medea. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the Damn, whole time. I, I feel like there's some big jokes in there. Anytime <laughs> I saw that come up, I'm like, Medea's a scientist. <laughs> it's like, where the fuck is Tyler Perry? No. <laughs> Oh, see, I always called him Maeda. 
Ma'ada. 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 Um, I I really think that Daniel is just a carbon copy of Danny Glover from the Lethal Weapon series and uh, and I'm Predator too. For this shit. It's it's he's pretty much and and what's funny is I actually started to to read the dialogue like and I imagine how Danny Glover would have delivered his lines. I just I just kind of I mean even with him like pulling out like a revolver and spinning it and shooting like the whole thing is straight from Lethal Weapon at no. least in my interpretation. I I just saw whenever I saw the name pop up I just thought Medea. Tyler Perry. And that's <laughs> yeah. it. And that, yeah, and that but almost made that point like two that, not that that almost kind of not the it scientist, you know, or, her partner. Not ruined it. I think it almost made it a little bit better in my inner monologue, which I will not repeat because I don't want to be that guy, but I, <laughs> it made it more fun for me, I'm not going to lie. Okay, Daniel is one of my favorite characters ever. <laughs> All right, so on my notes here, Every time I wrote uh, something about Daniel, I started it with damn Daniel, and at the end I wrote wild card, because here are the four things I took from Daniel from the whole thing. First time you meet Daniel, he fucking punches a reporter who's questioning Aya. Oh, that's right. I forgot. That's straight from Predator 2. I'm pretty sure Danny Glover does that, like punches a, a reporter. (laughs) <laughs> and like hurts his hand. He's just straight like I I the first time you see the character, she's the reporter's talking to Aya, and he just comes up from the side and just fucking sucker punches the reporter. And I was like, All right, I'm interested. Who's this guy? <laughs> then uh, the next <laughs> Daniel's the best character in the game. <laughs> he is. Oh, the, for sure. He next, for sure is. The next thing I wrote about him was on day two or three, I think it's day two, you go to the gun store. <laughs> oh yeah! My, oh God. yeah! <laughs> my favorite quote is when Aya goes to open the door and she says it's locked. Daniel starts shooting the door. He doesn't even wait for her to leave. She just like, <laughs> yeah. she, like ducks. She ducks like the fuck. And Maida goes, "Are you really a cop?" <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an amazing part. And, and, and when he asked that, I said, "No, he's a fucking wild card. <laughs> wild card, bitches." So then I have. Uh, in day five, Ralph, mm-hmm. when you see the doctor again mm-hmm. and you're talking to him and he's going to, I think he's going to stab Aya with a scalpel. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Clamp, just to he specify. Like John Cena's that bitch. He, he, flying in. he comes up and slaps the shit out of the doctor. <laughs> and I just start screaming, wild card. <laughs> and then the last thing Daniel does, the, his, his heroic moment, if these are not already Th- This is a cool moments, cut scene, by the way. This is a definitely great missed out on. In, yeah. in day uh, six, well, when you're fighting, when you're fighting Eve, mm-hmm. You just can't seem to, or not Eve. You're fighting. No, Eve. you're not even fighting Eve. You're fighting. You're the fighting ultimate the supreme being. being. Before yeah. you delve into that, can I say one line before? Yes. If so, if is it about Daniel? Yes. Then please do. Okay, I, I have one too. So, uh, this made me laugh because this has been like a, a catchphrase this past year in like a lot of Vine videos and everything. And so, Maid is telling uh, Daniel about the bullets that have her cells in them to fight that ultimate being or whatnot, Hot. and he responds with. What are those? <laughs> and I was like, fucking yes. Oh my God. I was like, they started it a decade before that ever became popular. A decade, try about like Yeah, that's probably now. almost 20 years. Yeah, wow. So, Fuck. way to be old, bitch. So, one Don't of my date f- yourself, Steve. One of my favorite quotes from Daniel is he's talking to Aya and he's like, You're my best partner. 
I'll be by your side always. He literally immediately does a 180 and walks out of the room <laughs> before she goes and fights a boss. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, I'll be by your side always. So right over there. Yeah, so let's talk about that 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 last scene real quick. Did we actually No 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 he was he was gonna yeah. So <laughs> you fight Eve and then afterwards you get the ultimate being or whatever that's born, you see all that, and you're fighting it, you can't quite kill it. And Maida, right before he left, was trying to give Aya something, and Daniel was like, no, we got to go. We got to Which Oh, Yo. he was, like, manhandling the <laughs> shit out of him, So, So I actually have a note about that, and it's more towards Ma- uh, Maida's character than anything Medea? else. That Medea. dude. I know. Thank you, Ralph. That dude needs to fucking use his goddamn words, because literally Daniel's, like, goon-arming him. <laughs> and and Maida doesn't say a damn thing. No. He's like he's like I'm, I'm wiggling <laughs> around like? right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was he like? <laughs> <laughs> like he just Got literally it. he's just being goon armed. And he doesn't say anything like, "Oh, I have these special bullets. They'll probably help Eve like win." <laughs> By the way, or I win. But I have special bullets that'll help kill the final boss. You might need them. Yeah. So, they're in a helicopter kind of going away and Mita kind of makes this comment. Oh, she's having problems, but you know, I made these special bullets. Made what are those? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and they turn around, and they can't. Uh, they don't want to throw them out of the helicopter. So, and but anybody who gets too close will start burning. So, goddamn Daniel, the wild card, <laughs> takes the bullets, jumps out of the helicopter, catches on fire like he's a fucking comet coming into the Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> Throws the ammo and lands in the ocean and just kind of swims away. Like a badass motherfucker. He is. And that's why I wrote, damn, Daniel, fucking wild card. Huge <laughs> fucking letter. That, that was a cool cutscene, though. Dude, I'm not that was good. Lie. Daniel, yep. Daniel is a boss, and I want him to have his own side game. <laughs> so, so the one thing uh, with him bursting into flames, right? Yeah. When people burst into flames in this game, they get, like, two seconds tops before <laughs> they are fucking just a charred mass of nothingness. Not however, Daniel. Da- however, Daniel bursts into flames for a good five to six seconds while he's falling, hits the water, and then it, and then later in a different cutscene, 100% fine. Doesn't even have a fucking bandage on. Because he's a fucking wild card! Damn, Daniel. Daniel's made of sterner stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, Daniel in general was probably my laughing grace. Like he, <laughs> I, I think they wanted him to be the badass, but he turned into the comedic role for me, which I loved. Like <laughs> it was just cool. What was badass back in the nineties is now funny as shit to me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, an- another great quote. Uh, this is from Aya. Uh, when she's being chased at the end, the, the last sequence of the game once you beat the supreme being, it kind of follows you through. Now, let me. Th- this has a little bit to do with the gameplay. I'm just gonna fucking follows throw it. you through a battleship that you're on, fighting everything, and they're gonna try to blow up the boat. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Go. So, so one thing I have to say about that whole thing is it caught me three times. How? I, I got caught once. I made a wrong turn. Yeah, I made a wrong turn at the very beginning, but after that... I made both wrong turns that you can possibly make. <laughs> there are two. Yeah. And also, I tried to run in and save my game because I didn't want to continue doing the boss fight. Oh, the phone's dead. Yeah, the phone's dead. It catches you instantly. <laughs> so I had to redo that boss fight 
four times. I got to watch Daniel jump out of the fucking plane, though, <laughs> yeah. like seven times. It was awesome. Um, that almost makes it worth it. But yeah, it was really funny when Aya goes to blow up the ship to try to just destroy the Supreme Being once and for all after she's weakened it. And she starts sinking the ship and she's like, nah, we're in Hell's Kitchen. And then just like <laughs> runs out of the ship. I was like, that is the cheesiest fucking thing. Um, one of the things from the beginning, I know we were talking about characters, Aya, badass chick. Daniel, boss, Maida. We don't have to talk about because he's a little pussy. Medea. <laughs> but one of the things from- I the have va- some things to say about Maida. Oh, go about ahead. Medea. Sorry. So he is really oddly insightful at times. Mm-hmm. And he says like probably one of the more dark, uh, and, and it's kind of the theme of the game, I guess. But he but he is the first person to like plainly say it. Um, a direct quote from him is- uh, that you can say that we are the parasites and the world is our host. And I thought that was, like, kind of interesting. That's so fucking true, though. The human race. <laughs> all right, all right Ralph. Deplorables. So, uh, <laughs> we're, we're a virus. Really? really, that's the thing? And <laughs> all of you guys. <laughs> and the only other thing that I really had to say about uh, Meta is, did anybody else... Get the feeling that he was trying to get with Aya. The, the final bunch. line yeah. when they're in the theater. Yeah. It, it, I couldn't read the whole thing, but it sounded like, oh, well, I'm going back to Japan tomorrow, so you want to... Yeah, and, and then, then and then uh, Ben cuts him off. Yeah. Daniel's son, yeah. Daniel's but, son? But... Uh, <laughs> 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 um, he was waxing off. And waxing <laughs> on at the same time. But Hamill was your face. There's a, there's a few times before that where Maida is totally hitting on her. Oh, yeah. In, oh, like, yeah. his weird Japanese guys way. love blonde chicks. Wait, wait, wait. So is that what the um, the good luck charms were? Oh, I'll like get into that in gameplay. So, actually, I don't know what those were used for at all. Gameplay. I don't think they're used. Gameplay. 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 So, one of the things that I thought was hysterical <laughs> at the beginning of the game is when everybody's burnt to a crisp and you're downstairs running through the, like, corridors of, like... The, the clown? S- n- the clown? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, there is a clown. I forgot about yeah. that. No, but, like, like when you're by all the dressing rooms and all, there's an actress who's on the floor who's, like, burning and, like, in so much pain. Still alive. Uh, still alive. And Aya goes, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> she, wait. She is burnt to a fucking crisp. There is no way this girl's gonna hang on. Just, At this point, Aya should have just been like, do you want me to just... End shoot it. you in the head and give you a clean out. The no, no, like, no, only just, better just thing wait, she could have said just wait. was freeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> After she expired. Yeah. <laughs> I thought my puns were bad. <laughs> There's a freeze. <laughs> One of the other things that I was kind of just like confused a little bit about was you go into the park. There's a concert. Things go down. And as you're leaving, Eve tells you to get on this horse and carriage, and you yeah. you get on. Yep. Why? Why? What in any kind of horror aspect would you go? All right, I'm going to be in close proximity of the bad guy. Yeah, we'll we'll jump on this horse and carriage I, and just I, I think oh, I think wait, that has to deal to with her as a character. Like she's trying to figure out the entire time why doesn't she burn and stuff. She doesn't have that answer yet. Yeah, it's curiosity. I think more yeah. than anything at that point. Shoot her. 
She's a self-aware Shooter. video Wait, game you character, mean white. and she knew Aya there was not a boss. Thinking, why does she not just burn at that time? Or what no, do you no, mean? I'm thinking like she went onto that carriage ride because she was curious about herself. She's she wants like, to get to the bottom. I of need, it. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to. Yeah, the she's detective well, instinct. She's a detective on well, top of that. Yeah, I, I think that that kind of plays into the whole story because when you you first get into the game, and she has no idea what type of power she has at that time, and then it starts building up a little bit and then building up more and then that's where you can actually realize by the end of the game she was one of the you know pretty much one of the only people at the very beginning who didn't just burst into flames because she was something special and then that's something that you learned about through the game and she kind of learned by the end of the game where she really stood with you know the whole the quote-unquote parasite yeah just to Mm -hmm. clue our listeners in too like the, she had these powers based on a um, transplant, yeah, a yeah. liver transplant, right? Yep. No, no she no, had no, no. a cornea transplant oh, oh. Yep. because uh, the the original was divvied up basically because the original like the the guy was um, he wanted what was it uh, an African doctor who wanted to keep his wife alive, so he kept splicing the what was it the liver cells. Something like was it liver or kidney? Yeah, yeah, it was liver or kidney to, liver. to keep her alive and try to find something out from that. And then people got those parts from the original donor. I guess is the best way to put it. And I then, think it was Aya's sister, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Maya. 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 Yeah. Well, they they put a lot of creative work. <laughs> Maya, and Maya, a little bit. Yeah. What can we do to make this different? Add an M. <laughs> <laughs> Maya, I am papaya. But then that's where you start to get the little differences where that, you know, that the gene that was originally in there started to mutate. And then when Aya started realizing um, what she had that she didn't know, as in with the mitochondria or everything else. um, Metachlorians. Yeah, the mitochondrians. (laughs) And then she started using the force and then she was (laughs) all powerful on the Statue of Liberty. So, yeah, she gets into the carriage because she wants to get to the bottom of what's going on and Eve's, like, coaxing her on or whatever. But did yeah. you guys think that, that the horse bursting into flames and, like... Hilarious. That was hilarious? <laughs> yeah. I literally laughed out loud with that. Oh. Like, the second playthrough, the second one, the first one, as a 13-year-old kid, I was like, what is going on? As a 29-year-old, Why? I, I giggled. Why did it burst into flames instead of transforming into a like mutant horse like all the animals are doing? That's well, true. Well, why didn't the rest of the Cinematic people in effect. the opera house turn into something else and just burst into flames? It just... Well, it seemed like all the animals were mutating and all the people were burning. That's what I was getting from it. Well, maybe it's only, only everybody burns in the first one. Oh, yeah, the, they turn into the, goo the, in the second, the second Yeah, thing. the second one, she drains all the mitochondria out of them. They don't burst into flames. They're just all these husks that are have been trained of the middle or wow mitochondria no the yeah. midichlorians you're right yeah they, they all the they all were trained 500 dollars a piece the warm, <laughs> warm liquid goo yeah the only time that the people don't burst into flames is when they melt at the uh concert Zoo. in the park well okay wait and so, i'm sorry go ahead that was it <laughs> okay since we're talking about story uh did you guys see the similarities and parallels from from other things in media other movies that seem to have influenced the game like to me i see a lot of john carpenter's the thing in the animal mutations especially uh shiva and then when it comes to the people melting and turning into a goo i sort of see that as ghostbusters 2 even though that was like the evil slime or whatever but it going through like going through the sewers and all that stuff like the imagery Mm. there 
to me, I see The Thing, I see Ghostbusters 2, I see Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon and Predator 2 as Daniel. Like, I just, I, I feel like I see a lot of other influences thrown at this. It Wild doesn't, card. Wild card. I don't, I mean, it's not that it's, it's not that it's unoriginal, but do you guys get that too, or is it just me? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely see that as well. Um, uh, so, did anyone have like a favorite cutscene other than Daniel burning up at all? That was oh, like God. the highlight. I don't know. <laughs> I know some of them looked. Re- I mean, a lot of them looked really good though. There was one that freaked me the fuck out. Um, actually, when they dr- when everyone gets drained. Yeah. At the. Uh, the zoo, the, the park. Oh, you mean Central where they park? always turn into like the orange slime? Yeah, yeah, because they're they're like panning across this guy's face, and it looks like his eye sinks into his head, yeah, and yeah. then just a strong stream of goo comes out of it. Freaked me out. Like, I mean, I wasn't scared at any point during the game, but that was actually like kind of freaky. Yeah, where you sit there and look at the screen, and it's like, what the hell is going on? Right, and which is where I really give them credit for the time because we're talking pre two thousand, mm-hmm. and for the fact that they really incorporate that in a game, and kind of like, all right, well, you know what, um, fuck you, are you scared? Do you feel freaked out? Good, then we're doing our job. And I'll, I'll be honest, even playing Innocent as a teenager, and even now, just looking at it, it's like that's kind of fucked up. All right, this is a good game. That's something I can base it off of. This is fucked up. <laughs> what a great game. Yeah, hey, hey, you know what? Because there's very few games no, or no, no, anything know. that can really kind of hit that type of emotion off of it where it's like you feel almost a little uncomfortable watching it. It's like, what? It shocked you to the... your foundation. It is. It, it almost is. It's a little shocking. Yes. Yeah. The, the only thing that kind of freaked me out was the ultimate being being born. And then you see that purple. I wrote it down. It's like a... <laughs> You hear baby noises because it is oh, just born. Yeah. yeah, the baby noises. Well, that's a square thing, right? But it, it's also it's like a purple little cherub, and then it Aww. has the tail of a demon, oh. and it has like the head of an alien, nice. and it's just purple little thing just climbing <laughs> onto the ship, crying. And I was like, just punt it back into the water. Don't <laughs> <laughs> just get this thing off. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Well, at the end, you got to see it, was... it like, kind of go through its stages, yeah. which was almost a little more freaky, where it's like, oh, here's a baby. Oh, it turns into this. It turns Stage into this. three is Mewtwo with what a huge nutsack. <laughs> uh, uh, Legit. Keep in mind, a boss battle in this game was just you shooting a baby. <laughs> just putting a little bit for <laughs> yeah. a giant demon baby. Yeah, but still. Demon baby. I mean, no. think about it, because we had this talk about Silent Hill, how they had they were forced to make changes on their children the because it was too violent yeah. to shoot children. We're going to even downgrade it more, this helpless, innocent baby. Let's just fire a machine gun right into it. But it did look like a that, demon baby. That, <laughs> that yeah. I'm okay and also, shooting and also it was only one. Yeah. It wasn't a reoccurring theme. And did you see that head? It was like a huge forehead, like My black babies have big heads. <laughs> Rated yeah. M for mature. That's <laughs> well, that baby got Although, shot in the face. A, another thing that kind of threw me off is when you're in the museum, which is the stage before you get to the... Uh, day five. Day five, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's... No, that's during day five. Yeah. No, that the museum is, yeah, is day five. I'm pretty sure that's day five. Yeah, museum's yeah. day five. You should um, know. <laughs> I, I know. Did it for 10 hours. I know. When you, <laughs> when you face down with uh, Eve and she's, like, pregnant... 
I thought that was a really weird thing to see in a game. Oh, I, she was super pregnant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Extra pregnant. Yeah. She, she it, like. I'm going to have a litter of demons. <laughs> <laughs> well, like her stomach was like probably 15 times the size of what it would have been if she was just a regular human being. No, I've seen my wife a human being. <laughs> uh, he was just insulting his uh, <laughs> former pregnant wife. Yeah. Still current wife, but sh- formerly pregnant. <laughs> yeah. At the end back. of this podcast. Yeah, yeah we'll have no more updates. <laughs> you take that back. Hey, Hamill, what happened to that ring on your left hand? I don't know what... <clears throat> Just disappeared. He pawned it for $500. <laughs> oh. I can't get it off my fat finger, so it's still there. Trust me. We get to cut off Hamill's finger. Awesome. <laughs> I thought it was interesting for a game where you're... Going around shooting everything. <laughs> the guy like in the police demon station. Babies and baby babies. Well, well, yeah, there's that. Torres was downstairs and he hated guns. He hated them. Well, he had had some kind of experience. Right. But it, it like at first you don't know. It's like this yeah. cop who's in the basement dealing with guns and he's like, you, sh- you shouldn't really be using guns. He respects the power. He respects of the power. A firearm. But then, and then you find out why mm-hmm. he, he, is totally against guns, which made me feel better about using the club for the first half of the game. But I just thought that was an interesting, like, do we know if any of the creators like had an incident and they just went to throw that in brought that into the game? Yeah. I don't don't know. I don't know if maybe that was based off somebody's personal life or something. Cause that seemed really personal. It, It seemed in there for a reason. Other than just a side story. Uh, well, Sakaguchi was, I mean, invested in death because he lost his mother during Final Fantasy VII, right? So I don't know if Sakaguchi was like, hey, we need to sprinkle some death in there. I mean, that sounds really terrible for me to say, but that's the first thing that came to my mind uh, is that he might have brought that. Now, again, like, I see this in a lot of Japanese games that they they have a certain portrayed view of, like, American culture. And I definitely think the gun thing was definitely a point that they were trying to make across several times. Because even Maida, when he was coming over, he was like, oh, you just can go to a store and just buy guns like that? Well, yeah, Japan mm-hmm. like, like, oh, welcome to America, of, yeah. more or less. Like, <laughs> as I shoot yeah, a gun Jap- store door Japan, open. unless you're in the army, you don't carry a firearm. No, no, I understand. I'm just saying, I, I think they we're, were all really cowboys. trying to, like... Yeehaw. make American culture feel bad about that in a way, just like the way that they insert it into the game. Just just my opinion. Jingoism? Insert. Isn't that what that's called? Jingoism? The the other thing I want to bring up, and I think Clark's going to hate me for this, there are uh, little things like throw down. When, you go, when you go to fight Shiva, the dog, and Ben yeah. and the chief are kind of in the corner cowering, yeah. and then you go and you beat it. Mm-hmm. This is how I wanted the story to be got, done, like... In this, instead of Metal Gear Solid, where at the end somebody goes, he was really upset because that was his canine partner when he was... Like, it's a really short bit. No, two sentences. No, Gray Fox gets to have his 15-minute yeah, no, no, rant no, no, about Naomi's family hour while, while Metal <laughs> Gear like Rex is like actively searching for them and trying to kill them. They're two allowed to sentences. Have that two sentences is all we need. And then I felt bad. I was like, damn, that does suck. That, that made me feel more for the characters than the... 20 minute speech that Sly Fox there's goes no, on there's about. There's not a single 20 minute speech Sly in that Fox, entire game. You did not know about <laughs> Zanzibar. You, su- you shut up, you son of a bitch. I don't cut Kojima. That, that was Hamel. just a thought I, I wanted to bring you to the table. You don't edit Kojima, damn it. You can't edit Kojima. It's going to be a three You can fire him. You take it all or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Here, so, here's so I have like two more points and then we can just move on to something else. Did anyone. Unleash the parrot for the first save spot. 
Yeah. Like, uh, I think where so, you yeah. go up and talk to the parrot and it fights you? No, no. Wasn't <laughs> no. this the one that was screaming like hot, hot, hot? Or yeah, yeah, no, it yeah, says yeah. it says hot, hot, help. And then you just see like the dead decaying body and you're like, ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so uh, there was that. That, uh, that does that sound funny. kind of funny though. Like that's what the, that person's last words. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot help. help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to think about it that way. <laughs> um, also, I did kind of like how they did throw in the uh, the scenes in the car when they're driving mm. for the loading screens type of thing. Okay. I, I, I dug that. Oh, I, I did have a point about that. It made it look like they're going like 10,000 miles yeah, an hour. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they were there's in hyperdrive. There's no side streets. There's no lights. <laughs> they're just cruising down this long highway and of a road in I New love York the City. Part, I love the part where Daniel's like, uh, better kick it in the turbo. <laughs> and he like he like shifts or whatever. I'm like, what and then it, it double speeds the yeah, hyperspeed. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, they they went to plaid, ludicrous speed. I, I don't Lud- know. That was that was so funny. Like, does someone not think about like looking at that? Whatever. It's PlayStation error. I I chalk it up to that. But no, I did love that. <laughs> it, it was, was really awesome. Funny. New York's not that big. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the other thing is when you fight the uh, spider boss. Uh, what building do you fight it on? Is it the museum? No, no, no. It's not the museum. The it's spider. day four. It's before that, yeah. Yeah, on day four, you're in a building. I forget which building. I think was you're it in the hospital. It yes, might have been the hospital. And when four. you're on the top, you fight the spider boss, and then they're like, hey, you got to find your way out. There's a jet coming, and it's going to hit the building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. I start using the door. I'm looking around, taking my time, and then it showed a cutscene where that jet just fucking hit the <laughs> oh, building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I died, and I'm like, goes flying off. They're of not it. fucking kidding about this. And it's funny because once you get off the building, it's the same video without her falling off the yep. building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. that. I thought that was a cool little detail. And then also in the museum, when the dinosaurs start attacking you, I, I actually wrote down, how the fuck are there dinosaurs in this game? That makes no sense. But they did explain how that glob of people were just taking over the bones yeah. And the forms of the animals, and then just turning into these enemies, and yep. I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I like that. I, I think the director of the game just watched Jurassic Park. And a lot of dinosaurs <laughs> he, in their, he did, and he's their, like, in their game. let's throw in dinosaurs, and we'll we'll explain it. We'll, we'll get like, this. Uh, he found a, he found his workaround, so he's good. <laughs> I got it. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs. She has to go to the museum. That's it. Because <laughs> I'm. I was embodying the director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we got it. You got it? No, we got that. You, sure. you got it? Did you guys think it was interesting to actually have this game set like in New York City? Because at first it sort of surprised me that this game from Square, which I knew had RPG elements, is actually based in a real world location. It, it's actually New York. And they have, you know, the, the different areas that you can go to. They have... Uh, they're supposed to sort of look like the real world counterparts. And I did notice that the Chrysler building was taller than the World Trade Center, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. The first time we saw the uh, map of New York, the 3D, the 3D map of, of Manhattan. Gameplay. The one point of the gameplay that I'd like to get into is the battle system. Oh I, yeah, okay. I, <laughs> I mean, the, the main point of the game, the battle yes, system. Fine, yeah. I'm I'm just trying to push this along. Yeah, so I'm I, not sure it's like officially active time battles, but um, it definitely is very reminiscent of other Square titles, Final Fantasy uh, four, five, and six. The active time battle system. It seems it's it's very similar to that. Obviously, it's not turn based because you have the ability to freely move around in the environment, but you have to wait for your meter to fill up before you can attack. 
and there's the checks and balances of the whole. I mean, system. if you and if you really break it down, though, it is active time battle yeah. with like the like you could say it has like the wait time more or less. Mm-hmm. It's just you have the ability to dodge attacks. You can dodge, yes. right? Yeah, which you can't do obviously in a in a turn. Which is game. pretty key. Yeah, for the game. And you that was, definitely need to learn how to do that to actually yeah. make it less frustrating. It's no, almost I, like a natural evolution. Oh, is that did I say that? Now, can I say, as far as like the movement goes, that was the most frustrating part of this game. You mean, especially in the earlier parts of the game, I felt like it took fucking forever to get anywhere. Is oh, that like yeah. an intentional way to pad the game? Do you think? Because I mean, we've discussed how it's it's fairly short. It's it's like what eight nine hours kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you have this uh, the pre-rendered uh, background, and you have to walk on the set path, and she's just like. Like slow, like slowly walking in place, like she's like sliding, like it just it, she's so slow to move anywhere through the game. I mean, eventually you get used to it, but yeah, it was jarring for me how slow she walked. You couldn't run, you couldn't, you know. I was it. running the whole time. Yeah, but still slow. Were yeah. you really running? Yeah, she was doing like four steps for every like two feet she would. Yeah, move. exactly. You know what I mean. No, no, I did see, like, maybe it was just I got used to it, but it seemed like she went faster later in the game. I don't know if maybe your movement speed was increased with levels as well. I think it's actually the maps. They kind of brought it together and just added levels, so that way it was kind of tighter and you could get to rooms quicker. Because, like, when you're in the zoo, they have it where there's, like, when you're going into that main park, there's, like, three different exits, which they don't mark, and then... Because it's such a big park, you have to run, and it takes like a minute or two to get to one of the exits. Whereas the museum, the door is right over there, so it takes two seconds to get to the... But I I feel like the maps, they just made them differently. They may have realized, okay, the park was a little too big. The park is a crawl. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Because of how how large the environment is and, and the movement speed. I was really hoping, it's like, oh, if I just hold square, I'll run. No. This is my movement, and it's fixed, and it did bug me. Yeah, uh, the the park was probably my least favorite part of the game, like, playing-wise. Um, I did really like the battle system, though. The battle system was really cool. It's the first time that I've experienced something that's quite like that in a game. I can't really think of anything else that's really like that. I hear a lot of people say that uh, Final Fantasy twelve is a, kind of like that. Where you're kind of running around dodging. I've never played twelve. Um, I could see that. I I could uh, see. They have a not to get into twelve real quick, but they have like a you set up an auto battle thing. Yeah. How you want to do your commands, and then it's like cool. You put attack, but if your health drops below a certain point, you automatically cure. And there's like you set. Okay. It, but basically, you're fixed in an area though, right? Once the battle starts, you're like fixed. No, you, no, can, you can run, run away run from away. battles. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's free, okay. like roaming environment. Yeah. Okay. Well, something with the battle system that I really liked is the fact that where you could bring up the grid and you can see how far away or how close you are to an enemy. And that kind of gave you a perspective of if I'm closer with a club or even, let's say, the gun or any type of, you know, firing weapon, the closer you are, the better chance you have of getting better damage or even just critical, better chance of a critical hit. Where And then the farther you are away... Obviously, you know, it, it kind of lessens the likelihood of actually getting a, an actual hit or 
critical at the very least. Right. Reduce damage because they're outside of the range. Yeah, and and, and it resulted in a lot of misses for me. Yes, yeah. yes, me too. And there uh, weren't a whole lot of games at the time that really kind of showed you the actual distance and the boundaries you were working with, mm-hmm. and then you could see where whether it was you were you were using a melee weapon or you know firing or using the um you know using your basically telekinesis or whatever it is um to be or metachlorian him. power yeah metachlorian yeah. power now, going they, along with the your... mitochondria fuck that they <laughs> didn't they did a, they did equate it kind of to telekinesis mm. i believe i think meta kind of makes that comparison at one point yeah espn but it. but it really uh, oh my god hamill <laughs> peppermint swirl in like, your fucking head. It's no, like you have ESPN it. or something, Hamill. Uh, building off of your grids, Your body knows when it's raining. <laughs> I found myself leaning towards wide-range weapons primarily, especially like your rifles. Wide-range? You mean like the, the longer? You were going further away, yeah, yeah, keeping yeah, yeah, distance? I, 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 the, the, the handguns drove me nuts. It's just like a, such a small little window. You really have to get up close and personal. And really get in the enemy's threat range with a lot of those weapons. I like to keep a safe distance and fire shots. See, personally, I found it a little different where you had to you had to play upon your your strengths within the battle. Obviously, if it's something where there's certain ones where Eve just has that slash attack where she just hits you with one, you're basically down to one HP and you're fucked. So you have to kind of you have to play back and forth a little bit and kind of judge. Okay. Well, you know, it may take one or two times playing the boss and funding against him to find where your strengths are, whether you're close up, hitting him close range to make sure you can do the most damage and possibly critical, or move back if they're throwing out, you know, basically laser beams out of their fingers, tail, ass, whatever the fuck <laughs> you want to... Mouths. It, it's pretty Eyeballs. much all the same where they're just having the same type of attacks, but Giant it's just enemy a little crab. bit of difference. But that's where I found Massive at least damage. it gives you an idea of where, hey, I can be, this is close range, this is, you know, far distance, and I know where my sweet spots are for the type of attacks that are coming at me. Okay, so then, did you play the game so that based on your environment you would switch weapons? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Like, because sometimes you're like on a bridge and you can't you can't dodge anything. Oh, no. So no, like, you can whip out the shotgun and use that on the enemy but if it's more open or broader you would use a rifle that kind yeah, of thing it, if if the environment allowed yeah i would try to i would get in close to try to attack and then at least with the battle system the way it works you know it would give me the option to actually move away and try to dodge back and forth and then i can try to come back in once my ap you know bumps back up again or mp right. Well, right. basically MP because it's, it's your magic power for yeah the PE. I, just, yeah, I still just P-E, call it MP. No, no, I know it is what it is. Um, but where it, it kind of gives you the the option to go with one or the other and to kind of adjust the way that you're going to come in and attack an enemy, and you can you know kind of make your own game plan for each and every one. You might die once or twice and have to reload it, but at least it starts giving you you know a. Uh, an actual like foundation of how you're going to attack this enemy because they're all different i don't know would you guys when it came to the weapons i i'm gonna just throw this out here i didn't use the tools at all i that that, you probably put yourself at a huge disadvantage well i mean I i didn't i didn't really struggle with the combat 
Now, what what I did was I found I found weapons because there's so many guns in the game, so many crates, so many guns, that if I found one that was better, I would just equip it until I found something that I liked. I found I think it's in uh, is it day three in the actual police station or the headquarters. Um, you get the the MP5K, and I used that weapon for the next two days, and all I did was upgrade that weapon. I would I would use um. I would use my own um, the BP the battle. I points. would use the battle points on it, and I would use you know uh, offense plus one, offense plus two, offense plus three that I would find in crates, and I just stuck to that. No, so it's true. When I got to the day five, and there were multiple enemies, and this was a three round burst, the the MP five, um, I was doing something around like twenty five damage per shot. So I was casting haste, just running around them and lighten them up as much as I could. And I, I know that there's the tool system, I know there's the upgrading system, and I knew that if I really took the time, I could I could really, you know, probably build something really good, but I also found that there was no reason that I had to do it. Like I said, the combat didn't push me to the point where I it was a necessity. It was just, okay, you know, I could probably take the time to, you know, to crunch the numbers and to get a you know a better play optimally basically have a better attack score but i didn't need it well at the same time did you do a lot of scrounging around yeah. looking for items and everything else sure. because even between like day three and day five there's pretty much a plethora of different weapons and yeah and i tested some find. of them out but i i still just i got into a good groove with the with the mp5 and um you got comfortable I got comfortable with it, and it, I, my progress was not halted for it. Who who got the rocket launcher? I got the rocket launcher, actually. Same. Yeah. Oh, in the warehouse, correct? Yeah. No, I, I bypassed that whole part. Okay. The, um, go ahead. So, uh, real quick, just on the just on the weapons thing, I actually did the opposite of you, Ralph. Yeah. I stuck to one gun almost the, the entire game. The 1911? No. 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 The uh, grenade launcher, the, it's like M793. Okay. And I went with the second variation of that that you get, and I god-tiered it towards the end of the game. Like, 96 damage, you take two turns. Right. Ah, uh, that was a great ability to add. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of curious, like, what what did everybody end up with their, their final gun loadout for the game? So, it was the, like, it was, I was doing... 89 damage per shot with my grenade launcher. It could take four shot or two sets of two shots in a turn. Um, oh, not two shots. You meant t- two turns. Yeah, two turns. Yeah, it would be yeah. it would be okay. two turns. So I could literally cast haste and then blast two shots, run around, blast four shots, run around. Um, wow. That was like super super useful. Towards the end of the game, I just started like blowing through it, but. The the end <laughs> boss, you had to find a medium to beat the boss. Like, you had to use PE. Like, I feel like it wasn't just like a try to win with the guns thing. Like, I had to use Liberate. It's the only time I used it was the last one. You're because welcome. I, yeah. I kept dying, and I, like, was worried that I was not going to beat the game because I had gotten too far at that point. Hamill c- clued me into, hey, you should use Liberate because I hadn't even checked it out yet. Had no problem. <laughs> it's really powerful. It is super powerful. Well, Harry, what was your, your final loadout? Basically? I don't remember the exact gun name, but it was a single-shot rifle that had, like, an insane range. Like, almost every arena I could hit the entire thing. I went with a single shot, 
um, because every additional bullet has the damage. Was so if you had like PSG a PSG one, because I know they had that in there. Oh yeah, the PSG one. I don't remember. You, you were Sniper Wolf the whole time. But, uh, <laughs> but like, remembers. Like, let's say you, your bro. base damage on a gun is 100 damage. If you take two shots, each bullet does 50 damage. So what I wanted to do was so minima- minimize the time that I was standing in one place so that I can just fire a shot and start moving again. Because if you took, like, five shots, she's standing there shooting consecutive shots. She's vulnerable for damage. She is vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I did the single shot. I was doing probably like 130 to 150 per shot. Um, but I had the two-turn action. I put that on immediately when I got it. I gave it frost uh, elemental damage. I couldn't tell if those actually did anything. It works on certain enemies. Some are weak to fire. Some are weak to ice. I was actually curious because I opened up five slots in this gun using the mod permits. Mm-hmm. If I could stack the fire and the ice, I didn't have the balls to do it because I didn't. You wanna... can, you can, because I I had one weapon at one point that would do ice, then fire, and then the explosive from the grenade. Got it. <laughs> Which, um, if if you really plan it out right, like the the mods really really had a big yeah, no, impact it was an, towards the end of the game. It was an mm-hmm. elusive thing to me the first time when I played the game originally. The tools and the permits caused me way too many problems when I first played this game. Yeah. Uh, but the the last ability I put on the gun, which which I think was iconic, was um, you basically take the first turn every single combat. So your gauge Preemptive is, strike? Yeah, most... Yeah, basically. So the, every battle, you could act immediately. Like your, your ATB gauge was... Immediately full, right? Okay. Which I found that really solid, and well, that's huge. I will say, what I did just not to waste the the battle points and everything you get, I put most of my battle points leveling up into the ATB gauge, so the the bar was just flying up, and I actually had it timed to the point where for every shot I took, the amount of time it would take her to stand still and take the shot, it would be immediately full again for the next. Well, huh. it definitely sounds to me like you were playing. Optimally, I was. Yeah, yeah I was. That, I, I remember yeah. that is, the game. I remembered a lot about playing this game, and then after I got the ATB gauge at that point, I just sunk it all in the damage. So you don't want to get to day gun. five with like an MP5 that has like a plus seven damage. <laughs> and, you know, it's I had probably for... like plus thirty five yeah. on my damage on my gun. Yeah, mine was like plus twenty five, plus nine, plus seven. I just want to say it. It is sort of sorry, Hamlet. I'll let you go. It, it is sort of weird for me to to play it like that like normally i probably would have taken the time to sit down and look at this and actually be like okay if i do this and do this and experiment and play around with it but i i really didn't feel that the difficulty wasn't there for me to need to do it i'm actually i'm actually really curious if you do decide to go and then finish the game if i can yeah, I'm I'm starting to wonder like did you throw away any of your weapons or anything like I that? I didn't throw anything away. I just started binning it at the police station. You might I could get stack to... them, right? I yeah. could stack them by combining them with tools or whatnot. Well, it's weird. So like all of those like offense plus and things like that, mm-hmm. they stack into the right column and when you use a tool, you can take that right column and put it onto a new weapon. So that's why maybe I didn't understand. No, no, no I, okay. I will say the tutorial sucked for explaining the tools and the mod permits. <laughs> you really had yeah. to learn. Oh, so it's really not just me. No, it's the, no. Like, like I said, when I played it the first time, I was yeah. very confused. Like it took a lot of trial and error. I knew yeah. going into this playthrough what I had to do. How many times you played out it? of my mouth? 
probably like the third time I played through the okay. game. Okay, Hamill, go. Yeah, Hamill's just sitting here smiling and like slowly <laughs> sinking underneath Shit. the desk. Yeah, tell, tell us about your final gun there, Hamill. Go ahead. I fucked up with the tools. <laughs> the first three or four tools, I, I, I kind of got it mixed up where... I would take the gun that I wanted to put everything on, and oh, I would so put easy it to do. on the other gun. He was oh, dismantling so the wrong gun. Oh man! So, but the gun, you, oh another thing, I always saved right before I would do this, just in oh, case I made that mistake. Yep, I did not. So, <laughs> <laughs> one of one of the main things I used up until the warehouse, um, and then I would use it kind of sporadically depending on what enemy I would face was the uh, club. I used the club constantly. So I would stockpile ammo because I thought ammo was going to be a bigger deal towards the end, which it wasn't because I ended up with like a thousand ammo. You're one of those where I'm just going to save it. I'm going to save it. And then you beat the game. It's like, oh, shit, I should be used that. <laughs> well, that's exactly. what I do. With, I, yeah. That's it's what always I do a terrible Silent feeling, Hill. though, when you hoard something and it's just wasted. Yeah, which I, I've I never hoard like stumping. A lot of us do that in <laughs> in a lot of different games where it's like, oh, I'm going to hold on to this because something's going to come along. Oh, I can get through this, so I'm still going to hold on to this. Well, it's better to do that than be, you know, without it when you need it. Yeah, better to be prepared than not. So I actually think that that kind of ties in. Um, So I liked the fact that this felt like a horror game, but played like an RPG. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I hoarded so much is because this felt like a Resident Evil game to me where I was like, oh, shit, I don't know if I'm going to have more ammo. So I used the club for, like, the first level, and then I was like, all right, I'm getting a decent amount of ammo. Just the second I get under 50 bullets, I'm going to stop. Yeah. And then I ended the game with 600, and yeah, like, I well, never didn't have to go back to it. You're ever. not wrong because through, like, the, the first day or so, it's at least when, like, you're in the opera house and dealing with those. The club, it's a good way to go, and they can hoard ammo, and you can go around, and you can scrounge, and if you're a, a loot whore like myself, try to get everything you can right off the bat, which is good. But that's going to lead me into my next question. Um, well, Hammer, were you how done? Much... Well, yeah, I didn't tell you yeah, my yeah, final yeah. gun yet. <laughs> I, I actually... don't care. Oh. I don't care. No, I'm done. I want to oh, know, shit. Steve. I'm overruling you. I want to no. know. I used to billy club the whole time. Let's go that way. Really? The whole I beat time? the I beat the final boss with the billy club. Jesus. No, you You know it does. I don't believe that. No, it does half damage on the billy club. <laughs> it did even half more damage because I was stealing <laughs> items from everything. Because when you put that ability on, it halves the attack power. So I was literally just taking every item from every single thing and just spending tons of time just beating the shit out of things. Okay. Well, this <laughs> is where, like, my my one big question for everybody. Well, what, well, tell How, us your final gun, though. It was a, a handgun. Bitch! It was a handgun that shot two bullets at a time. That's it? You didn't really? put any abilities or anything on it? Um, I think it just had the two, and I think that was you it. You probably leveled up Maida's gun. Is that what <laughs> no, I, no, I did not. <laughs> that is not the one I used. So Maida's gun's not but good then? I thought it was a good gun. Only against the uh, final boss. Well, okay. Yep. It, Maida's gun <laughs> serves one purpose, and that is the final yeah. form of the boss. <laughs> the attack on it is one. I saw that, but I... I yeah. <laughs> I bet you there's people out there that made that their gun that they would carry over to the next game. And Probably. Like, I could see that. For, for, for that the, the, uh, the X game. New game plus. Yeah. Once, you, once you save and then start the new one and then that's where actually like Crazy maybe building. your stuff actually follows over and rolls over. Okay. Um, one thing I do want to get out of the way. I'm wondering uh, how much uh, melee slash gun did you use compared to your PE? 
Like, what did you rely on? Did you rely on the guns, or did you kind of rely on, you know, the, your your special abilities? I mostly used PE to uh, heal and to use buffs. That's the I didn't really use it in any sort of offense, and that's why I struggled with the end boss <laughs> because I didn't realize how good Liberate was. Mm-hmm. the The thing that I would do constantly was the uh, pre raise. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, which is awesome. It's it's a so lifesaver cool. at the end of which the game. I <laughs> literally a lifesaver. <laughs> yeah. I will say though, I fucking hated that um, some of the bosses could hit you and it goes away. Mm, I didn't it, notice that. Yes. Maybe it's a special attack or something. No, it's no, any any time you get grappled by any of the bosses in the game that goes away. It pissed me. It would piss me off because those would be the ones where they'd grapple you, hit you, you'd go down to one life, and then you also lose your fucking pre-raise. It's frightening. Yes, it was. It was. It sucked so bad. Happened to me multiple times. I uh, I only use the uh, the magic, the e power, whatever for healing as well. Every time I would get a new ability, I would use it once just to see what it did, and then after that, it was all heals. But the one thing that I kept on was a body armor that every time I would get to low health, I would start automatically using potions for free. And I had an ability. I don't know if it was with the same armor or something else, but I was getting revives revives for free. So during the last boss, I just attacked because my inventory was full of all potions, everything. And I didn't have to use one heal or anything at all. I found wow. one of the best things was haste. Just to start building up your, you know, your attack power, your AP, and bringing that back around. The one thing I did not like is the more you used your PE and the more it drained and trying to build it back up, it became slower. The more you used it, it didn't build up as quick. Switch your armor. Oh, so that's why Well, that yeah, uh, there is the, the armor <clears throat> hack where you can switch off to another armor, build it back up, and, like, switch to another one, and it ba- basically regenerates it. And goes back to normal. No, I yeah, didn't know that. But yep. in, in the middle of, like, battle, I'm not really thinking about that too much, but I did use that to my advantage at some point. Definitely when it became, you know, come to the bigger boss battles, it's like, all right, well, this is coming up. I want to switch it off, switch back on, and it basically regenerates your PE... So that way it builds up a little quicker instead of having to wait for it slowly, slowly regenerating back on. Mm. Which which is something that I liked with the gameplay, where at least when you attacked or did something else, it built it back up instead of just waiting for it to slowly tick by, tick by. Mm-hmm. At least if I'm up and smashing something with a club or shooting something else, it actually raised my PE so that way I could have a little more like magic ability. I, uh, I pretty much used it... Uh... A healthy balance between the two. Like, I had no issue up until the very end boss because I was just spamming cure because it was just fucking me over. But, uh, no, I liked using the powers and I, I thought it added a little flavor to the battle to keep it from becoming a redundant move over here, shoot a shot. Move over here, shoot a shot. I like throwing the things in just to spice up the battle a little bit. Just well, try out new abilities. Throw on barrier even though it was a waste sometimes. Because <laughs> I, I, I hated... That, that, that was one thing that drove me nuts. Barrier would be cool if it just, like, drained half your PE but would start filling up again. It used your PE, and you couldn't gain until it was, like, depleted from getting hit. That mm-hmm. Stuff like that, I, I mm-hmm. thought, they could have tinkered around with a little bit. Like, it, it just almost seemed like severe penalty instead of, like, 
Kind of, but at the time for like the battle system they had, you know, going for them, I I think they were really trying to they were trying to push something a little different, and they did well with it. But of course, there was always room for improvement, mm-hmm. which we've seen within the next ten, five years even. I um I I used uh, the guns almost exclusively, and then uh, I I did use you know heal. Uh, for the PE, I occasionally I would use barrier. I used haste a lot towards the end because I was just, you know, if there's more than two enemies on the, actually if there's more than one, I would probably cast haste just so I had the, the chance to, to you know, do multiple shots as fast as I can because obviously the longer the battle goes, the more damage you can take and then, the more you have to heal. But um, I did use um, like I don't know if it's PE shot or whatever it is, like oh the energy shot, energy yeah. shot. That I was did a use, strong attack. It was. I did. I did use that um, several times, but I found that you know it just completely wiped out her PE. So I was like, well, eh, there's no real point in using it. Um, I did think it was a good gameplay mechanic that your PE didn't regenerate outside of a battle. So you did have to sort of think about that. You didn't want to finish a battle with low um, HP you would take the time to heal yourself within the battle and then defeat the enemy and, and do all that. Otherwise, you're you're burning through your, your potions, which you want to hang on to for those those clutch moments when you're, <laughs> you're out of PE in a battle and you need to keep yourself alive. So I have a question for everyone. Um, enemies, which one just pissed you the fuck off? Because the spiders yes, Jesus pissed Christ. me <laughs> the spiders. fuck off. With the web. Yeah, yeah the, web the, the and- slow web and... And usually they were paired up with something that would cause poison. Yep. So you would be in the web, get stuck, and then you're poisoned, and then you're sitting there going, well, nothing I can do. (laughs) You would sit there for a little bit until the web dissolved, and then you could go back at it, but the spiders just pissed me the fuck off. Yeah, the spiders in the police station really pissed me off. And in the police station, that's where my my playthrough, actually, I, I messed up. I went to the boss way too early, didn't realize what I was doing and hadn't saved in a while and I lost about an hour of time um, that way so I had to go oh, back God, and there's man. that one there's that one um, like intersection where you will get three spiders every time you go through it and it really started to tick me off um, other than that I'd say the bats that make you go give you darkness make you go blind or whatever mm, the yeah. bats in the sewer they yeah. were annoying especially because sometimes you were on a bridge and you could not avoid their sonar shot or whatever you want to call it and then I guess the little like armadillo guys that would curl up and oh and, and roll at you and roll around <laughs> yeah but 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 I think you hit the nail on the head with the spiders they're probably the most the most annoying they were so fucking annoying oh so so one thing I did want to say that I really appreciate about this game is I liked how different uh, it handled the battles from like Final Fantasy like. So you get the random encounter, it teleports you into this generated thing, whereas for this, it kind of took the trope uh, from the uh, like survival horror, where when you spawn into a battle, it's the screen that you're on. There, it's, it's seamless. It doesn't like you know like star fade you to a different spot. It mm-hmm. throws it right in where you're at. Yeah, yeah. I, I always thought that was really cool. Every time you know I was like, oh crap, I'm on this bridge, and now I'm fighting something, and I am stuck on this bridge. It's not like you know, all of a sudden it zooms in. It's this giant four person bridge, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Like I, I appreciated little subtle nuances to the gameplay like that. The the one enemy I think. I think it's when you 
fought Eve. I forget when it was. Which but time? There. Um, I the know monkey exactly. man? Exactly. Not the monkey um, man? With the oh, oh, oh. tentacles where there were different co- different colored tentacles and each tentacle affected a different aspect of your character. One slowed you down a little bit. One took down your PE. One took down your AP. Uh, I think there were four different colors. I forget because it's all kind of blending in together it, by this point. But. Were these the ones that almost, uh, they were just like shells with a vines coming out of them? Uh, basically. Yeah. I think so. Where, and they would where, stick you oh, right yeah. in the middle of them and their reach is so fucking long. And they're so slow that you can't really outrun it. Exactly. But each one had a different effect right. where it, you know, you could get hit with the one and your PE is down. You get hit with the other, and I forget I forget which one it was, but it brought you down to like one HP if you really got fucked over. But yeah, the tentacles. It, it, I didn't. I did not notice they were different colors or anything. Yeah, I I know they because there was like four different ones, and they affected a different attribute of the character. Hmm. And then they, it's pretty much whatever hits you, <laughs> you're fucked one way or another. Right. Actually, you know what enemy really pissed me off? Is the centipede in the subway. And the it would boss? Split, yeah. And it would split into four pieces. <laughs> and it was just like constantly shuffling around. I was getting fucking hit from every single direction. <laughs> yeah, that like, was a little annoying. And when they yeah, split up was... in the corners and then they zoom in real quick and hit you all at one yeah, time. Yeah, and there wasn't even like a... Like, you couldn't really get good at that fight to avoid it. It was just, like, so random and just, like, you were just fucking taking <laughs> hits. Like I, I tried to prioritize one at a time. Like, I would try to remember where that one piece had moved. That way I could focus my shots. I guess we probably all did the same exact thing mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it said, like, a number for the enemy, too. Like, yeah. that little red number ah, when you clicked on it. Wait, you just reminded me. So, the actual reticle for targeting the red circle that spins clockwise... Early on, I thought, oh, there must be a certain spot that you you know you, you have a better chance of getting a critical if you if you either make it make it land on the same spot or do whatever. And I never I, I could never figure it out if there was any kind of hidden element to that aspect of the game. It just seems like okay, you targeted this one, fire, and that's it. Or is it you know you have I I sort of made a game within the game myself where I would try to the body of the enemy. I would try to line line the the let's say the the hand of the clock the hand that's moving on the clock like parallel with the enemy so if it was a worm i would try to make the the red hand of the clock be on as much of the body as possible rather than just hit whatever i think i went way too deep into jesus it. christ no wonder you didn't beat the game <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah, I don't even know what reticle you're talking about. Okay, what I mean is, when you target an enemy, you get the red circle, and then you get like a hand on a clock that spins around. There are two different colors for that, actually. Two different colors for what? The the reticle. If they're out of your immediate it's darker. era, yeah. yeah, it's darker. If and if they're if they're within the battle sphere or whatever the battle grid, mm-hmm. it's a bright red. The oh. circle, the bright red circle that goes on the enemy. Okay. And then there was, like, a hand of an analog clock that would spin around. Oh. Like a like a, a sharp triangle, basically. I, n- I never noticed that. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I think I know what you're talking about. I don't think there was anything there. I don't no. think there was either. And I'm just saying, no. like, early on, I really thought, oh, I have to, you know, I have to, like, try to keep it. I, I was trying to figure out if you could you would get a better chance of a critical if, let's say, you had a two a two-shot pistol or a two-shot weapon. If you had it come around and get at the same spot, 
would that give you a critical kind of a thing? But I never found any consistency with it, so mm. I dropped it. So going back on something Harry mentioned, or somebody mentioned Harry said he would follow up on, what was up with those charms? Oh, um, yeah, I want to know about that. So I did a little research into this, because mm-hmm. I remember first time I played through, I just kept dumping them in the locker, like, fuck this, it's just taking up inventory space. Right. So a lot of people still say they're garbage, they're just a waste of thing, it's just like a storyline piece. But somebody did some testing. He went back. He did a thousand random battles with, thousand random battles without. He found that the one charm. I don't have the names of the charms, but the one That's charm fine. would increase ammo drops. Really? Hmm. Yes. Um, the other charm would increase random encounters. I think it's in that order. I think the first one gives you more ammo drops. Second one gives you random encounters. The third one I forget, but I think it only works if you have the first two also in your inventory. It's kind of surprising huh. that, we, that that hasn't been straightened out. You know, that this game's been out for, what, 19, 18 years or yeah, whatever. No, I read All a I whole forum on it. Someone has a lot of time on their hands. It's kind of like There's somebody some dedicated that, fans that, on this game. I saw somebody that maxed out every single stat by just multiple really? playthroughs. Where he was doing every shot like 999, 999. And he would do the the double command thing on like a 10 shot weapon. And it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> and then his ATB gauge would go. And he'd just do it again. Like, I, like it was disgusting. That it is too, a, that is too much. A lot of time in your hands. Which, hey, by the way, if you're listening, good job. But at the same time, you really almost have nothing else to do, period. Well, I heard in the, the f- in the Chrysler <laughs> building, I heard you get a different ending if you beat it. Yeah, I actually yeah. watched the ending on YouTube. I actually wanted to play oh, through. Oh, really? I did. Uh, I wanted to play through the whole thing, but time restraints, I wasn't going to be able to yeah. do that. Because you have to basically... Because I thought, cool, I'm just going to load up a second playthrough, hop right in the Chrysler building and knock it out. You have to level all the way back up towards yeah. the end of the game again. I wasn't going to play through twice. To Man, get... I wish I thought I of watching YouTube you. for the end of the video. <laughs> I wish I, I, I could watch <laughs> YouTube and play through the whole entire I think that pretty much covers the gameplay. Does anyone else have anything else to say? Oh, no, no. I, let's, I, I, I think we should touch on that at the top of the Chrysler the building. story? It's like the, Chrysler, the Chrysler building. building. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about it. Yeah, just real and, quick. So and then I had two other things. It's not Short taller things. than the World Trade Center was, just so everyone remembers. There was something about that. the World Trade Center and a picture of her and like explosions going on in the background, too. There's like what? a weird dark thing on the internet Well, the game's full it. of explosions. forget. Um, but anyway, so you get to the top of the, the 77th floor of the Chrysler building. Every 10 floors, there's a boss. Once you complete that boss, no matter how many times you play the game over and over again, it's permanently deleted. So hmm. you can do the Chrysler oh, building wow. over a couple different playthroughs, yeah. more or less, as well. But once you get to the 77th floor, you fight the True Eve or something like that. It's like the, um, it's from the book, actually, that, okay. was, that was like the prequel to this game. It's the first being that was like the original, and Eve was actually just the test subject to see if she can do it. To preserve the original, so Sephiroth and Cloud, okay, yeah, something like that. It's close to it, um, but it's actually taking over the form of Maya, Aya's sister that died because of that car oh, accident. Some emotional weight here for this battle. And then huh? there's a whole back and forth, Aya losing her ability to control it. And she starts like heating up, like she's gonna 
get engulfed in flames. Maya steps in like, oh, no, I still have control over here and whatnot. But there's it's supposed to be like the true boss of the game. A lot of people disagree whether or not it's canon because Aya, after that battle, loses all her abilities. Really? But if you play the second or the third game in this franchise, she still has her abilities. So they're saying it's not canon to non-canonical. that would make sense. Non-canonical. Yeah. <laughs> so there are two things that irked me about this game. We still on gameplay? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the only yeah two and we, got, we delved back into story for a second. And yeah. then the two things that really irked me were there was no map. So when you were, like, in the park, I was lost for a good hour running into the same places <laughs> before I found out where I needed to go, and then I was okay. The museum is a clusterfuck maze. That, yeah, it is. Oh, the museum sucked. The museum yeah, sucked. the museum was bad. So, I, and I Ron understand Ralph, why I'm they didn't want to do... <laughs> I do, but no, that was, a, that was the most terrible part of the game. Yeah. Dinosaurs I, and grasshoppers. But I get it that they didn't want to put in a map because you're not going to have that ability, I guess, for her. She's going to be a cop walking around. It's more realistic. It's a PE ability. Unlock it at 45. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> the map. Other, <laughs> the other thing that, your PE meter. The other thing <laughs> that irked me so much was when you had a full inventory and you would go to pick something up. Your inventory's would, full. Well, no. It would say, do you want to drop something? Oh. And... It, it would just say, do you want to drop something first in order to pick this up? I don't know what the fuck I'm picking up, so I don't know if I really want it or not. So I would say half my gameplay time is me putting things into an inventory going, <laughs> no, I want my original item back, and then switching it back out. That really <laughs> pissed me off. They could have just said, hey, do you want to exchange this for this? Yes. If not, no, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, that really irked me. Can't argue that point. You're absolutely right. All right, so I have one more thing before we roll. Um, did anyone notice, like, in the middle of the game, for no specific reason, all of a sudden she's like, oh, I don't have any more use for this item. I'm just going to auto-discard it. Oh, yeah. In no. the hospital, I think, is when it kicked in. Yeah. Auto-discard? Like the keys. Yeah, she, with the keys, she just all of a sudden starts discarding keys that you don't need. However, oh, oh, if sorry. I load up my save right now, I have all the keys from the beginning of the game because I didn't know if I was going to fucking need them or not. Right. That's a great it catch, was, actually. It was stupid. I was like, so did they figure out halfway through the game how to, like, that they have a somewhat <laughs> annoying inventory system or did they just I, I swear it's like someone wasn't looking while they were developing it and then like they had like a project manager come in and was like oh yeah actually your inventory system game is fucked <laughs> like you guys need to like fix this somehow and they're oh, like yeah. all right we'll do it from here on out like yeah. or on a break they were playing resident evil and realized that when the key is not if the key is completely useless like, that you can drop it and, and yeah it gets rid of your inventory it was a really weird thing and um, this is one of the few times Square took a shot at being at making a horror game, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if it was... The only part that really made me feel intense, though, was that final chase scene where you're going through the boat. Like, that actually did creep me out a little so, bit. I mean, yeah, but but it is the horror genre. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you can't... It's it's undeniably the horror genre. Right. The, you're, you're looking at... Uh, and one thing I noticed, and I don't know if anyone else got this vibe... Anyone feel like when you were actually navigating the menus and stuff, it kind of had like that Resident Evil 1 vibe to it? A little with bit. With all the squares on the left-hand side and then just the boxes that weren't filled in with anything until you filled them in? 
that felt very Resident Evil to me in a way that made me a little nostalgic to boot one of those up. Mm-hmm. Question for the group. Do you guys feel that this game was Square Enix's, or I'm sorry, Squaresoft at this point, Squaresoft's answer to Resident Evil? Was this their attempt yeah. to, yeah. to uh, cash absolutely. in on that? Yes, definitely. Well, not disputable. My biggest thing with that is I feel like the sequel to this, Parasite Eve 2, I feel like they just took the Resident Evil game engine, like basically what it's built off of, and try to make a game out of it. And for myself, Parasite Eve 2 is a failure what, in my eyes. What system is that on? Uh, PlayStation. PlayStation. I oh, have so, that one as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure uh, it was 2 came out on PlayStation as well. I feel like when, when the first one came out, they had something to kind of go off of, which was um, uh, the book, kind of the movie, which I don't really think it fit with the movie. And honestly, did I don't... Did you see the movie? I, I did not see it but at the same time just seeing um you have a vhs bootleg of the movie i feel like the way the game was portrayed compared to even the comic wasn't done justice um all you need to really look at is like when i first played this game through uh by my stepbrother law uh figure out the family relation by that point your stepbrother uh, law got it yeah uh <laughs> yeah. he had the strategy guide for parasite eve uh, the way I like to play games is try to play through myself and then second play through, go with the strategy guide. The um, the graphics and the animation on the strategy guide didn't meet up with what the actual game portrayed. Because if you look at the comic and kind of like... There's the, a comic too? Uh, or The book or the artwork that came out with the book or even the strategy guide, they kind of... it's All right, it's going to sound weird. They kind of sexualized Ava throughout, like the, the the books a little bit, where it's a lot of cleavage, where she was a little more risque. Uh, wait, hold on, Aya or Eve? I Aya. Okay, because okay, you said Ava, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's the, it's the, the right. mitochondria have joined. <laughs> they kind of sexualized Aya, where even on the strategy guide, what I remember is where it's just like, it's just her in like a denim jacket with like full cleavage down the middle where they kind of push her out is like, Oh, here's this hot blonde chick. That yeah. Japan. Does hey, so Hey, I, I mean, know, how Japan old were you weird. when you were hey, reading this? I'm not Steve? judging them. How old were you? Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Were you were That's you, uh, fine. Taking a, taking a gander with the, at night under the covers with the, <laughs> that strategy guide had sticky pages. Well, I can't play through the hospital anymore. I was 13, so fuck all of you, hey, but I mean, go you know, ahead and try to take the... a look at the artwork that was in the strategy guide at the time compared to the actual game. <laughs> Late What's 90s Japan, female protagonist. Okay, I'm trying to say it. that the game was not represented the way it should have been because it was pushed as something different. What were you expecting? Look at it. <laughs> there's, there's actually a copy at the J Street Games in King of Prussia. Huh. As soon as we oh, really? start playing this game, I saw the strategy guide there. Oh, cool. We should buy it. Okay, must have been Steve's copy. It... I couldn't open that one either. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Sniper okay. Wolf, Parasite Eve. I hate three out of four of you. So, Hamill, what did you see in the strategy guide and the artwork <laughs> compared to what you actually saw in the game? I couldn't open it. Wait, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's my fault. <laughs> no, I, I, no, no, that's fine. No, no, no. You know what? I don't. The, I don't the only thing I really anymore. checked Fuck out you. because I was still playing it. The only thing I checked oh, okay. out 
I opened the back and looked at the enemies, and <laughs> looked I ahead. looked at the pictures of the enemies, and I was like, cool, and that's it. The park okay. isn't the only thing overflowing with goo. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Y'all do your own podcast. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm I'm trying to picture Steve's like spank room and what he's got. <laughs> Why are you trying to picture that? that? I just picture like Sniper Wolf, like a full, <laughs> a full size like poster, and then right next to her is Eve. Not hey, Eve, Ava. Ava. Ralph. Not Eve at all. Dude, Ralph. look at my eyes. You're mine tonight. <laughs> Ralph. No, Ralph no, no. Is profiling stare, the shit out of you. Stare in my eyes. Go ahead. No, I, right here. I, I can't. I have to look away. No. Go ahead. I'm not a blonde ingenue. I'm not going to do it for you. Continuing on. Yeah. Graphics. So what do we all think of the graphics? They were there. I mean, <laughs> they, they it, were. it was graphics for... I mean, they were cool. The enemies looked pretty cool. Um, I liked how a lot of the enemies had different design. Like, they were different. You could tell what you were fighting. It wasn't something with just a different color palette. These were pretty much all unique enemies. There were a few that had different color palettes. Like, there were different colored snakes and stuff like that in the zoo. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I pretty much agree. The graphics were pretty cool. I got creeped out by some of the graphics in one of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just, you know, for the, for the time that it came out, it was on par with, I think, everything else. Yeah. That I really did enjoy the FMVs. I think they put a lot of work into it, and uh, it really kind of brought you into where you know PlayStation was at the time, where they were trying to push the limits of the actual console, and I really think they delivered on that, too. I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I played Silent Hill first, um, but I felt like the... The FMVs in Parasite Eve were not as good, and I know that this game came out earlier. Really? Um, yeah, I I don't I I thought that like Silent Hill graphically, I can see the difference. I can see that that Silent Hill is an improvement. Um, I know it's not the same company or anything, but um, the FMVs to me were uh, well thought out. But I I didn't think that. They really looked that good. I mean, they were freaky, and what you were seeing, you know, it all translated. But I just the quality to me wasn't wasn't really there. Everything else, I, I did kind of like the the character models. They're very reminiscent of, like I said before, Final Fantasy eight characters. Um, I I don't see any major flaws with the graphics, but they didn't knock my socks off. I think it really it it captured me from the very first one, where you just saw everybody catching fire and then even like throughout like when you were in the park and people just started oozing into this like weird orange slime it it really kind of i don't know it it was kind of reminiscent of the it sounds weird to kind of put the two together but final fantasy 7 but with the cutscenes, like when they really put that in where they put the effort and the time into it and where it really kind of separated from, you know, the kind of blocky type of movement and like your every everyday gameplay and then kind of took it to another level. Mm-hmm. I agree, actually. The character models from the FMVs look similar, whereas 
Final Fantasy got the the big production on the backgrounds and stuff where this game didn't quite get that in the FMVs at least. Um the uh, it's it's going to be really weird, but like the face shapes and the eyelids weird, and, and, right? Yeah, but it's Final Fantasy 7 weird. They're almost oh, okay. identical in like an anime style. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you make the comparison from Final Fantasy 7 to Final Fantasy 8 where everyone's like more tall and Realistic. slender and a little more human looking. Yeah. I think 8 was the closest game to human looking characters to be honest with you. Of that time, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um no, yeah, I don't have too too much I don't actually have anything negative to say. I, I think it looked good. I liked the the CG uh, CG cutscenes. Um I even like the the speeding like through the city. Um, just like that whole perspective. I, I, I thought it was cool just from the back seat, seeing Meta leaning on the two front seats, having that dialogue in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I, I overall like the uh, look of the game. I like the whole negative look um, when you're jumping into battle, how everything just goes uh, negative, basically. Black and white almost. Yeah, that's that's really all I have to say on the graphics. I, I like cool. the look of the game. Oh, I will say they're fire games on point in this game. <laughs> like the, the 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 fire actually looks really good in the game, for for the time period. I uh, I would hope so because everything is on fire. Yeah, in that considering yeah, the story, much, yeah, at one they, point or another. yeah, they flesh the fire out well. I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, music is next. Music. I thought it was a bit linear uh, when they tried doing the opera, and there was that weird, like, kind of symphonic thing. I. I didn't like it. I understand what they were going for, but I I didn't appreciate it. I don't. It, it's weird. When I was thinking of the music, I didn't even consider the opera. Like, that was so far. I, I didn't think about the opera at all until you mentioned it. Everything I kept thinking about was uh, the action. Like, just the when you're in the police station, when you're in battles and everything. I was getting, like, an 80s, 90s action movie kind yeah, of feel to I it exactly yeah. and i loved that I, I this was one of the games i didn't turn to a podcast like something else i was listening to the music because i really really enjoyed it um i like the opera and there's a variation of it i don't I, I think it happens during a couple scenes in the game um what was it when the crowd turns to the blob i think they played it there, there's a couple i don't know i'll have to look it up and share it with you guys later but there is a variation of the opera song that i thought was really catchy and it had like this not it, like they use this opera tone over and over again for eve but then they threw this beat underneath of it during certain scenes of the game it's totally solid but the one thing as far as music goes i did not like how certain dialogue scenes in the game had no background music at all. I thought it was very out of place and took me out of the game a little bit. It's just too quiet. Like there should have been something playing in the background. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I like the music. I appreciated like the you know, like Hamill was saying, like the eighties, nineties kind of feel to it. Um, but nothing sticks with me. Like if you ask me to hum a single tune from that right now. I could probably not do it. It's okay while you're playing the game. Uh, nothing really super sticks to me. Um, <clears throat> that's all. It's really all I have to say about the music. You're not going to find me going to a vintage like record store trying to find the soundtrack to Parasite Eve. For the I don't think you could. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You couldn't. 
I'm not going to scour like thrift shops and things like that to try to find it. I honestly, I think they were going for something and it just, it didn't come to fruition for me. I, I don't, I don't normally give negative reviews for, for music and games. I'm, I would say that I'm a bit of a stickler when it comes to it. You know, I really enjoy uh, soundtracks to movies and, and, and video games. And I listen to that stuff in my spare time. There was really nothing here that, that I really enjoyed. Um, None of it. I don't. I don't know why. Like the battle theme got stuck in my head, and it kind of reminded me of um, in Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, there's that. What's the one event where you have to hit the beanbag like as far as you can? The home run. The home. Yeah, the home run. I have thing. no fucking idea. And and when you when you try to get the goal, at least when I played it, I would do that segment over and over and over again. Like, and you would you would do the damage on the on the the sandbag and then you'd hit it and if you would like miss hit it you could push i think start to reset the whole thing so you would hear that clip of music for that segment over and over and over and over again and it stuck in my mind and that clip reminds me of the battle theme in parasite eve now i know that this game came first but i was experienced i was exposed to that first and then heard this and that's the only real thing that kind of sticks in my mind the battle music but it got old by day three for me Hmm. and honestly i i just didn't i didn't dig it i don't know why would you say the music didn't evolve (laughs) i'll tell you that i my mitochondria didn't react at all let's put it that way (laughs) the the only other thing the music the only other thing i wrote down for music was it seemed really really out of place for me when you find out ben went to go look for the dog it was quiet, and then once you find out, the music just start popping off like a motherfucker. And there was, at, it just seemed really out of place. And I'm like, is this something we should be really concerned about? Because at, the way that they just brought the music in made me feel like I should be panicked and I should get to that, like, get to Ben as soon as possible. Because at the time, I did not know it was going to evolve into what it did. But it, it that just stuck out to me that the music ramped up really oddly. Final thoughts. Harry, Uh, what are your final thoughts? I think it's a fun game to play. I like the battle system. I like the level of customization in this game between the battle points, however you want to distribute them, the tools and mod permits, however you want to modify your weapons. You could choose any gun and really make it a god gun uh, at some point in the game. Um, the abilities you can pull off of different guns, the, the abilities you could stack on different armor pieces. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, like, I feel like there's a little bit more customization with your loadout than I think a lot of people might consider when playing this game. And I definitely dig that aspect of this game. Um, I like that it's a short game. You can just kind of breeze through it, absorb the story. I think it's pretty heavy on the story, and I think that's one of the more solid aspects of this game because I think it's a very unique story as well but no overall i think it's a i think it's a solid game i I enjoy playing it and i i recommend it to other players awesome mr clock i really enjoyed the game uh i I really enjoyed the battle system was kind of new and unique for me at least Uh, and again i actually don't know if there's any other games that are like that with the battle system if you guys know them or if the listeners know them like Hit me up with some more suggestions if you guys know more games like this. I would totally love to play more games like this. 
the story, even though it gets kind of wacky and weird with like, you know, we're talking about mitochondria and germs and nucleus and stuff like that. I, I like it for what it is. Uh, I, I really appreciated how weird and goofy and you know, frankly Japanese this game got. It got in, weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in like a New York setting and just getting to see, cause you know, how they would tell a tale here uh, with a strong female lead, which was also refreshing, especially for that time. You're looking at, like, Lara Croft and the uh, two women from uh, Fear Effect and Parasite <laughs> Eve, you know? Yeah. Like, th- that's that's what you're looking at for for strong female leads. I really appreciated it. I guess you don't count the master of unlocking Jill Valentine. <laughs> I would even say she's the she's the lead character in that game. She was almost a Jill sandwich. Ralph, what do you think about that? <laughs> All right, so um, Parasite Eve, again, to reiterate, it was one of those games that I knew it existed, but I didn't know a whole lot about it going into it. I was more excited to get started than to finish it, um, which Apparently, I still haven't done. Um <laughs> Yeah, in case you guys didn't pick up, I'm I'm on day five. I'm in the museum. I haven't I haven't fought the the T Rex yet. I gotta admit it it was hard for me to push myself to play this game. I I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but um, there are aspects that I like. I really like the basically an homage to Danny Glover's uh, movie roles in in Daniel. I do like the battle system. I I really feel like we're all hitting the same note on that one. The battle system was refreshing. Um, the story to me is interesting, but the game as a whole, I probably would never have bought it if it wasn't for, for our review. And, um, I probably need to sit down and really dig into the weapon building and crafting and the tool system and everything. And I probably have more fun with it. Um, even though I didn't enjoy it that much, I think I'm probably going to replay it and, and, you know, get all the way through it. It's good to hear. Yeah. Ham. Ham jam. <clears throat> so this is a game I really enjoyed from the start to the end. I loved almost everything about it except my minor fuck-ups with the uh, tools. <laughs> um, there's so many guns that I couldn't find, well, didn't find. Um, there are tons of items I didn't even pick up, like the baseball card or the gun cards or whatever, which I think they don't even bring in until you do the new game plus. And there's just a ton of extra shit in the new game plus that I want to go back. And this, this is one of the games that I really want to play over and over if I have the time. So I, I just thoroughly enjoyed the game. I was very excited to get to play this again because it's been literally over a decade and I'm very glad I got to share this with everybody. It's a very interesting storyline. Um, the battle system at least for me, it's a little different than a lot of other things that we've experienced. But at the same time, it's it's frustrating. It 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 makes you angry, but at the same point, it makes you want to play it and beat it even more, which is something that I'm glad I got to share with everybody. And you have the player's guide in your basement. <laughs> That's beside the point, you son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> score how would you grade this game ralph i'm going pretty low um oh 
I I really I can't I don't think I want to give it more than a seventy percent. Um so again, this is this is obviously nowhere near no man's sky territory or anything like that. But uh, I love I love me, how that's our our basis. <laughs> well, it is. It's that's our low sky. No, that's our low that man shit. on the pole. Right that now. is the bottom of the barrel. You know, I I don't think it deserves to be rated that. You know, anything crazy low like that. But for me, I think a seventy percent. That's where I'm at with it. Right. Ham jam, <laughs> baby so, cakes. <laughs> uh, this is a game. Baby face Hamill. Because of all the replay value and everything, I'm going to say $39.99 game. Holy $40. Wow. Shit. Oh. This, this oh. is a game. There's so much you can do. Even with the playthrough and everything, you can go back, and there's so much you can find and do. And it's short, so it's not like it takes hours and hours. So $40 game. Damn, Hamill. I'm surprised. So I'm going to say 7.5, which is... Ooh, that is above Metal Gear Solid for me, but below Silent Hill. Mm. Clark shaking his head. I'm no. sorry. I think it's a Kojima better game. Kojima will find you. If and he I will okay, kill if you. I had Metal Gear Solid and Parasite Eve in front of me, I would opt nine times out of ten to play Parasite Eve. Agreed. Uh, I'm going to continue with my arbitrary. Um, I'm going to give this three replaced corneas. <laughs> out of out of seven uh mitochondria seven ultra powered mitochondria attacking my nucleus. I like it. <laughs> um come at my nucleus, bro. <laughs> Do you even mitochondria? I'm going to give this game uh an A. Just flat A. I I enjoy the the story. Gameplay is okay, but it's up there, but it's not, you know, cream of the crop. This is your highest rated game, I believe. No, no, I think you do. <laughs> no, no, no. A plus for Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. A, a was, minus. No, no. He did an A for Silent Hill. A minus for Metal Gear Solid. So he, like me again, is rating this game higher than Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Which is almost blessed for me, but I will actually grade this a little bit higher than the original Metal Gear. Original Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Just for the the purist out there. Don't shake your head at me, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I, I'm baffled. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I, I feel I've been bamboozled. It's like I don't know you, Steve. Yeah, All right. No, you don't. That's okay. So what are we playing next, guys? Who are you? Next game on deck is XCOM 2 for the PlayStation 4. Well, I don't think it really matters. I have yeah. it for PC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ralph will be playing it on PC. Oh. All right. Well, what's everybody else playing it on? <laughs> P- PS4. Oh, I mean, if you, oh, okay. PS4. If you need, I can maybe get my controller to work. No, for don't care. Pretty, <laughs> you know. Nope. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Here's me, and here's me giving the shit. <laughs> Steve is now taking a shit. <laughs> right now. He has Savita in his hands. He has perfect form. Oh, my Damn God, it. he does. You know what? I would have beat this game if I had it on the Vita. Yeah, I bet. I bet you would have. Of course. Steve, I'm going to give that shit an A. <laughs> it's pretty. I'm going to give it a 69%. Hey, Harry, would you Ooh, say it's good pretty number. solid? <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, so we have, a, we have a poll on our Facebook uh, where you can go and vote uh, 
Uh, we will be taking that down when we record the XCOM two. episode. Yeah, when yeah. we record the XCOM 2 episode. Yeah, so please go to our Facebook page, give that a like, and also check out the survey and and uh, vote. Yeah. America. Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go! <laughs> You're getting to that All right, so why don't, stage. Why don't we uh, dive into some questions from our listeners? Question time. Hamill, you got one that you want to read? <laughs> sure. Rich Jet asks, will any of you be playing the new South Park RPG, and have you played the previous one? I have not, but I would like to. The Stick of Truth, I guess, is that the one he means? Stick of Truth is the original. The Fractured Butthole is the new one coming yep. out. Yeah. No, I actually want to play both. Actually, that would be a great submission for the podcast at some point. Yeah. I've I've been playing through Stick of Truth like mm-hmm. when I just get every like like 20 minutes or so. Uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, I've been enjoying it. I definitely look forward to Fractured Behold. What uh, what console do you play that on? PS4. I have not played Stick of Truth, although Clark has told me to play that and then just play the next one. So it's on my list amongst everything else that I have to do the, for this podcast, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I play my stick of truth every night, but I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, uh, no, honestly, uh, I am not a huge South Park fan. Hmm. Um, I mean, I'm a fan of RPGs. I believe I know enough about the universe that I could get through it, and I, I, I've heard good things about it. But um, never played it, but I'd, I'd like to. I uh, played the first one. I really enjoyed it, and I will be getting the second one. Um, what is a game you most regret buying immediately? At launch, instead of waiting for a good number of reviews to come in, and that is by uh, Daryl Hundredmark. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. <laughs> no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. If you haven't listened to that podcast, no uno, uno. No Man's Sky. Well, no I didn't. Man's Sky. I didn't buy No Man's. Sky. Yeah, neither did I. But... Okay, so so do you guys have a different? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm stuck on No Man's I just Sky because I, I I will say. That is the yeah. one and only game I ever borrowed from somebody, and it's been about three months, and they haven't asked for it back by this <laughs> point. So that kind of just kind of proves a point right there. That's why I do my research before I buy shit. Mine's a GameStop for some dumb sap to buy for an over <laughs> overpriced. Yeah, right. They gave you back fourteen cents, and it's on sale for forty eight ninety nine. I got eight dollars for it. Jesus really? Yes. Well, you got in with a good getting's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. That, goes, that you was with a, that was with anymore. a fifty percent trading credit too. <laughs> Christ. Um, you know, guys, honestly, I'm blanking. I don't normally buy games like brand spanking new. Um. Some games I'll I'll get a review for it. Um, the closest thing I can think of is I had a friend who will remain nameless, and he was way hyped for Brink, and oh boy, he bought Brink, and I think we played the crap out of it, realizing far too early that in despite we didn't like stop playing it. Basically, it was like okay, we're setting our ways. We got to play this to the, we got to see it to the end. Um, but Brink was just garbage. If you can pick it up for 99 cents, skip it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Steve, you got one there? All right. Yeah, we have another one here from Ryan Horger. When Eris died in Final Fantasy VII, did it play with your heartstrings? Uh, I personally will say, yeah, that was that was pretty damn sad. Wait, Eris dies? 
<laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, that was um. Did they say Aerith or Eris? No, it's Eris. There is no Aerith. Well, he said Aerith, but I wasn't going to judge him on it. Way to call him out on that. I'm Dick. judging. I was trying to be nice about it. You're judging? I'm judging. There's a lot of people that believe that's the proper interpretation of I it. I think they're wrong, though. Either way, when her character died, did it tug your heartstrings to make yeah, you a little sad? bit. It it did with me, because I think she was already involved with the storyline and everything else I was going along with Final Fantasy VII that it, you know... What are you, a heartless bastard? I don't really know how to put this other than say that I didn't... I, I, I learned about that spoiler before playing the game. So that's one of the biggest video game twists there there are, and I I knew about it so going into Final Fantasy VII. Heart. You'll be completely desensitized to it then. It So it's like... It's... I mean, yeah, I'm going to have emotional weight with the, the character that... I've been playing as and, you know, have been working on building her stats and all that and and part of the story. But, you know, I just I know it's coming. I so I, I won't cry a tear or anything. I won't shut you a tear. You just have a cold, dead heart. Nah, I'm bad. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it, okay. I think it was all it. the music at that scene, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with the actual scene. It's a really powerful scene. Considering they look like animated Lego blocks or whatever. Yeah. No, 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 it's not that it's, bad. It's, it's not FM, that bad. It's FMV at yeah. that point. Him, like, lifting her out of the water and stuff. It's, like, really sad. And you see the materia drop out of her. No Phoenix Down will save the <laughs> 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 Ultima Phoenix Down. Go. Question. Wait, Harry, you didn't yeah. answer your heiress. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. I, yeah. Uh, oh. yeah, I said it a little bit. I'm not going to say I No game has ever tear-jerked me, though. Sorry. No, no jerking for games for you. No. Not even, not even the last one. No. The opening scene of the last oh, one. Yeah. You, I don't, you, I don't know. I don't, you can get a little moist. I, I don't think any of that. <laughs> moist in the eye. Does anyone know? Bless you. So this is from Rich. Does anyone own or will anyone own one of the new classic systems that have been released recently? Thoughts. So I'm gonna guess this is like the one that they have at like J Street Games, the Retron. No, no, no. They, no the, the new, new classic stuff the new is NES. Yeah, there's like an NES that has like 30 games built into it. They and also did like that uh, with the Genesis, and it can hook up to HDMI and stuff like that. They did that with the Genesis a couple of years ago, and it looks like Nintendo's trying to to follow suit, and obviously they understocked the whole thing on purpose because Nintendo fucking does that. Yeah, yes, they do. Supply and demand. Yeah. Because they're they've false, been so, false demand. Yeah, that's what they yeah, do. I don't know. I feel like there's been a demand. lot of those like plug and play kind of things, and they always limit the amount of games that are available. It's well, like, oh, sure. yeah. But I'm just saying, like, cool. You know what would really get me invested? An entire library. I'll I'll go balls deep on that. But would you pay like four or five hundred dollars for it? For an entire library, probably. I'm a collectionist. I like I don't like doing partial things. Yeah, but, but I don't know. Just for like even like forty games, not worth it to me. Sorry. No, but you can also, like, if you have the old games, you could still play them, too. So, like, your Super Nintendo collection, if they redid one of those, you can still pop those in and play. That is not true. They did that with what? the Genesis what are you one. About? You can't do that with the classic. The, the NES classic, you can't. You can't. No. no. Then what's the no. fucking point of it? It's it's a it's a Raspberry Pi that has that has thirty, 30 games, games on, on it. it. Really? I'd I'd rather yeah. I'd rather build my own Raspberry Pi. That's stupid. it'd be it'd be much more Wouldn't interesting. Wouldn't you bake it though? Oh, you're oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's terrible. 
And then, and then stick Don't your give dick me a fucking it. look, Ralph. I'm, just, I'm sorry, okay. Or um, all I need to do is actually hook up a power supply and coaxial cable and just have my regular Nintendo or... I'm sorry, original Nintendo or Super Nintendo and play the games that are there instead of getting around the hype for another $70, $80 for... 30 preloaded I think generic it's 60, games. but yeah. It, what, that gener- yeah it's, generic? It's, yeah. How generic. dare you call Nintendo generic? Oh, I'm sorry. I get I get Super Mario Brothers and Centipede yeah, yeah. No, no, on no, something. I, I don't think it gets Centipede. I have two Atari sitting at home. I don't give a shit about this retro <clears throat> type of thing. Just go out and buy the goddamn system itself instead of, oh, it's 2016. I'm going to wait two and a half months to get this thing that I can hook up through HDMI. I think it's bullshit honestly if nintendo had shipped 10 million of those i'd have one i would have bought one if it Just was saying. readily available in front of me even for purchase for 30 dollars, still wouldn't buy it i think it's dumb okay Thir- Thir- saying 30 bucks i might pick one of those up might your keyword steep I'll, yeah. I'll admit that and yeah. I already have a Wii U. I mean, a lot of the games that that are emulated on that, I can get on the virtual console. Right. Exactly. And, and that's 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 another big problem. Like, oh, it's like a cute little. It, it's not even original size. Nope. It's it's a lot smaller. Yeah. And it has an HDMI out, which and is nice. I would like to see the uprising on it, but the controller cord is like really <clears throat> short on it too. It's it's a blunder, as far as I'm concerned. From yeah, it's it's and they pretty... can't afford another blunder. No, they can't. Nintendo? Nintendo. Yeah. I still think they have a ton of fucking money in the bank. Okay. They do they, not. They've actually been struggling. They, they, I, I actually think Harry's right when it comes to like actual like capital or whatever. The company has plenty. They could, they could operate at a financial loss for like the next hundred years and be okay is the way I understood because a lot of their assets are cash. I know this is crazy. You can look it up. No, no, because a lot of people talk about this too. Like they're right. just sitting on so much fucking money. Yes. Like it's, it's insane. Well, um, when you build a brand like that, you're going to have it, and especially because it's one of the very few companies that actually are more geared towards family, you, where you go with Microsoft with Xbox or Sony with PlayStation. They're trying to really get to the core gamers where, you know, uh, Nintendo came out with, you know, the re, the Wii originally. <laughs> Ryu. <up>. Ryu originally. <laughs> Street Fighter. Uh, to get up and like, oh, move around a little bit. Oh, here's a Wii Fit board. Oh, here's the Wii U so you can play off the rest of it, which, you know, Vita was already one step ahead of the game with that, but they they actually had the backing where they could just sit around for a little bit, see a little bit of loss, you know, year after year, but it's not going to affect them in like the, the big scale. The, the Wii U hurt them considerably. Yeah, but they're, it's... It, it may be like year after year they're losing a little bit of profit, but in the grand scheme of things, they're they're sitting pretty. Right. What I was trying to, to say was that basically Nintendo with the Wii U, it has been a commercial failure. They don't have anything to sell for Christmas this year. The Nintendo Switch was pushed to March. So to me, the Wii U was a blunder. This NES Classic being undersold, or not undersold, undershipped is a blunder. The device itself may even be a blunder because of the way it's designed. They have plenty of capital, I think. They have enough money. But I still want them to get a win. I still want them to stay in the console business and keep doing that. Could they operate for a loss for the next 50 years? Maybe. I was just making the point that 
they really can't afford another blunder. Like the Nintendo Switch has to be a good deal. How did we get on this topic? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> it was about the classic. The classic, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. Jeez. And yeah. we're talking about how like Nintendo is kind of fucking around with their financials right. in, a, in a pretty bad way. Uh, although I will say, um, I'm the opposite of that. I actually would prefer that they focus on handhelds. Yeah. And maybe see Mario on Xbox or PlayStation. They I, I, I'm to sell I'm, it out a little bit. I mean, uh, not saying sell out, but I mean, kind yeah, of like I, I would, it. I would like to see <clears throat> Mario or Link on on like a PlayStation. I, I would uh, them go the way that Sega did, except for they have way more good money. Games. Than the, yeah, <laughs> good games, and you know they don't have to fall like Sonic did. Whereas, you know, Mario is still, he'll go sell a million units, but if you sell it on a PlayStation or an Xbox you where the there's... install base. Yeah, you have a, an install base that's quadruple what they have. <clears throat> and I'll tell you right now, no one's going to have Switches for the first two years that they fucking come out. No. Everyone's going to want one, but no one's going to get one. And if they don't learn from that business practice they'll go bankrupt or they'll get out of the console business eventually. Well, to the point that you were saying, I honestly really think that handhelds are a dying breed. We we all have smartphones by this point. And that's nothing to take away that from the graphics and everything else they can put into handhelds, but I really think they are on their way out for the most part. No, I'm no. sorry. One point I want to make, though, if Nintendo wants to sell consoles... This is something that's been talked about for years now. They need to make a 3D Pokemon game for a console. They need to get away from the handhelds. I guarantee that fucking franchise will sell the systems for them. That could be like their only launch game. They don't own Pokemon. Niantic does. Yeah, they... but they work very closely with Nintendo. I think True. Harry's got Harry's got a point. He's just trying to say that that, that would be a system seller. So basically make your sony vr but nintendo and then find a way to throw pokeballs at something which they already no it doesn't even have to be vr it doesn't have to be an augmented game sort of like pokemon go he's just saying in general a regular rpg pokemon for a console they've they've never done it like for a a home console like skyrim Skyrim pokemon i I, i'm not gonna lie poke sky poke sky poke a rim (laughs) oh Uh, Johnny McKenna, replace your favorite protagonist or antagonist with Bob the Builder. How does that go? Uh, a lot of disappointed children, one way or another. I think Bob I need, dies. I need to know more about Bob the Builder. I just know he's like a he's this guy. He, yeah, he goes around and builds things. He sings little tunes with his little truck buddies. Yeah, he's got a little bulldozer who's like all on his side. So if he's a protagonist. Hey, I build stuff and destroy monsters. If he's antagonist, oh, I have my own bulldozer turn against me, and then he's piled into the earth. And then again, children just cry because it's Bob the Builder. Okay, so so let's let's refocus on the question. Yeah, no, Re- that, that is that is re- my answer. Replace your favorite protagonist or antagonist with Bob the Builder. Okay, so favorite Damn. protagonist. With Bob the Builder, Bob the Builder is running through 
the cold plains of Alaska trying to stop this giant metal uh, nuclear. That's not your favorite game. Well, that no, can't be your favorite game. <laughs> How can that be your favorite game? You just rated Parasite Eve higher, didn't you? <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. I never talked about three, four. Okay, so Ralph, with your little smarty pants over here, uh, I I would hope my protagonist Bob the Builder would call his bulldozer buddies and plow you into the ground like Vulcan <laughs> Raven. Colonel, I built this wall. What's <laughs> happening? Why, why, is this, why is this going on? Oh, Colonel, oh, can we fix that? it? <laughs> yes, we can. Where do I am? I hid my tool belt in my stomach. <laughs> Solid the snake. Yes, we can. Um, I I couldn't tell you who my favorite protagonist or antagonist is right off the top of my head, so I'm just going to pretend that it's Ganondorf, and that Bob the Builder is Ganon in, um, let's say, Ocarina of Time. It's just a farce at that point. I can't see it being anything other than than a, a goofy. He builds his own castles. He, well, yeah, to, to house well, Zelda in. He kind of does. And, he and builds a prison. Throws construction equipment at you while you throw your boomerang and. Yeah. Flute and your little flute. Skank. <laughs> there you flute, go. Flute. Flute, flute. Hamill, it's all you. Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, I guess protagonist would be from Kingdom Hearts. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> give Bob a keyblade and he can do it. <laughs> you wouldn't have to change much about the story, would you? <laughs> <laughs> can yes, we I fix can. it? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> 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 Gosh, Bob, maybe we should build something. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Harry Mason uh... is Bob the Builder. <laughs> uh, the, uh, he'll build the bridge and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. 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 He'll build a bridge. <laughs> yeah. It'd be the he shortest silent, silent hill, hill ever. <laughs> oh, that was that was easy. <laughs> I'm trying to build my daughter. Short brown hair. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty solid. <laughs> so I don't know if I can actually like think of really where I would place him, but I've been thinking about like just like scenarios that would be really funny. Him- well, wait, it would it would be Joel. From The Last of Us, right? Oh, God. That's his favorite. <laughs> antagonist? <laughs> yeah. Antagonist is Joel. <laughs> no. Um, but it'd be funny to see him, like, ma- as Master Chief, where he's, like, on the back of a on the back of a ship as they're about to all drop in and just be like, can we fix it? And the, and then, like, this whole crew is like, yes, we... And they just get all fucking shot up with lasers. And she's, like, just, just trying to patch these guys up with, like, wood and a fucking drill. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. For each of you, which game on what console did you sink the most time into? This is from Bob Zodoyko. I think I know Harry's answer, but I'm curious for the rest of you guys. Uh, and go. Uh, Bob, that's really easy. Um, first one is Fallout 3 on PS3, uh, Game of the Year edition. How much time? Easily over 130 hours for everything. Okay. Um, main storyline, 
side missions and I am a, a loot and exploring horror where I want everything I can in a game. And that always left me wanting more because there was always more to get. And yeah. If, yeah, if I, I didn't get it the first time, I would just start a new character and keep going through. And that's the game that keeps on giving. <sighs> I uh, know mine. Yeah. Uh, m- mine's going to be Left for Dead. Spent hundreds of hours playing that game and like perfecting strategies and things like that. Like we actually played on a competitive team. Um, uh, where we rose through uh, the Game Battles website to be a top 10 team. But it's not the most I've ever spent on a on a game. Final Fantasy XI on PC and oh, Xbox God. 360 at times. But I had, I believe it was four months time into the game. There's no way. Yeah. Uh- Oh. Four months? Because I did yes. three and a half months on and eleven. I pl- I think I played the shit out of that game. That's in game. Yeah. Harry, I you I played, played for almost a year more than you did. That's seven hundred and twenty hours a month. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, that's twenty eight hundred hours. I I contest. Yeah, the the year I lived at college, um, I just played Final Fantasy eleven every moment. I was not in class. I put three and a half months login time into that game. Really, Th- three and a half? Yeah, it's not it's not that hard of a thing to do. You should, uh, our friend Joe. You should ask him how much time he yeah had he probably into has. The game. Well, the highest login among all. Joe of us. really didn't have a lot to do sitting in Korea, other than <laughs> what, what, what? probably explain he was in the military. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, he just lived there for a little bit just because it was fun. Checking out those <laughs> girls that spin. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, Joe. Um, okay. But he didn't actually do that. Well, I would no. like to clarify. No. Hamill? It's just it's a great story, though. Yeah, Hamill. It is a funny story. <laughs> a, a lot of games I play don't have a timer in it. So the ones I can think of was either Resident Evil Outbreak 2, Destiny, Guitar Hero 2. Destiny doesn't have a timer? Yes. Or, or Kingdom Hearts 2. Those are the games I probably sunk the most time into. Actually, yeah, because Guitar Hero did not have a time on it. No. I probably I've, played more Guitar Hero than I did Fallout. I, I, my whole freshman year of college, at Guitar Hero 2 was all I did. That's all I did. <laughs> there was a lot of Guitar Hero that happened. Lots of Guitar Hero. A lot of Guitar Hero. Lots of drinks and other stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then other things happened. Um, okay, so... For me, I'm sort of in the same boat as Hamill, where I think a lot of the games that I played long periods of time don't have timers. Uh, if I had to put it into one console, it's probably the N64 that I've put the most time into because I played Ocarina of Time seven times, and then I played Majora's Mask and Perfect Dark and Golden Knight. I have sunk probably the most amount of time into. Nintendo 64, the only thing that comes close is PC. Now, for PC with Steam, I do have all those times. I know how much time I've spent in every game. And currently, the number one that I have is I have 350 hours into uh, Seven Days to Die. But I would not even put that in my top ten favorite games of all time, which is really weird when you stop and think about the amount of time that I put into it and where I would rate it. I have to assume that Probably Ocarina is the game that I put the, the most time into, but I don't have any hard facts. 
Uh, Michelle Moses put, what is the best video game soundtrack for Sega CD? Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, video I've never played. Soundtrack? Yeah, so like what game? Like, I've never played the Sega CD, so I Echo have the no... Dolphin. I have a Sega CD. I have Snatcher for a Sega CD. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> Sna- Snatcher is a game that Kojima made in between Metal Gear uh, 2 and Metal Gear Solid. Hmm. And it was a gift from hmm. my very close friend, Bob Zadoiko. Thank you, Bob. It's probably Sonic CD. I mean, there aren't that many games. No. And I think I think Sonic CD has a good soundtrack from what oh, I understand. So I've never it. had a Sega CD. Okay. Um, however, uh, I spent, oddly enough today, listening to an hour of songs from different Sega CD games. Is that because you saw the question or just... Randomly? Yeah, it's because I saw the question. Oh, okay. I didn't want to be... I didn't want to, like, not have an answer for it because it seemed, like, very obscure and I just wanted to, you know... Yeah. Have an answer for it. So, um, three things stuck out to me. Uh, Batman Returns on Sega CD hmm. has this really crazy techno soundtrack for Batman. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty badass, honestly. Um, uh, there's a game called Lords of Thunder, which is pixelated death metal. <laughs> it's awesome it's like 16 or well 32 bit i guess i guess yeah um death metal on on sega cd it's kind of cool um and also there is a game that's on sega cd that's also on playstation which i loved uh lunar eternal blue which is a a great game and it has a soundtrack yeah and it's really good yes (laughs) i have that soundtrack actually on a cd oh cool I'm just enamored of the fact that someone asked a question about Sega CD. I'm not. That, thank you, Michelle. So, thank yeah, you. Michelle, yep, thank that's, you. that's awesome. Because um, I think I only had three games for it, which was... Wait, Sonic you had C- one as a kid? Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, this was, of course, way after it came out, but I was always several generations behind just but, with the way... Um, sorry, if you don't mind me chiming in, where did this fall in the timeline of systems. I really don't remember this Sega was, CD. This was actually before PlayStation. Sega CD was one of the first CD consoles. So was it after like Sega Super Genesis. Nintendo, Sega Genesis, yes. but before yeah. like uh, that next Pretty era. much what you would have, you would have your Sega Genesis and it would hook on because there was like a little port on the side that you would slide your Genesis into and then the Sega CD or at least the version I had was underneath, so it was almost kind of like a double console. Oh, you had the first model. Yeah, and so you would just pretty much push out the tray for to insert the CD disc, and then it would go back in. Um, so there was the the ones that I remember was uh, Sonic CD because it was Sega, so obviously they're going to have a Sonic game. The other one was it was an arcade game. Was it Lethal, Lethal Enforcers? Enforcers? Yes, probably. That was the other one that I had, where it was like one of the other, other than Duck Hunt, it was one of the other like first peripheral ones where you actually had like a light gun to shoot at the TV. And then I think the only one that really sticks out of my mind, which was I think that kind of got me into almost the RPG kind of like mystery thing, was called Rise of the Dragon, and it was it was a little more linear, where it kind of put you on the set path, but you could adventure off and you would have to find clues to get to the next spot well thank you everybody for your questions it's awesome glad to hear out from everybody that's out there uh again you can find us on twitter at super fun podcast you can find us on facebook.com slash super uh super fun podcast 
or Patreon slash Superfund Podcast. If you have any questions, you can find us on there or send us an email at superfundpodcastgo at gmail.com. Go. And go. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Next game that we'll be reviewing is XCOM 2. Uh, there may be a special guest or so, so stay tuned. Special guest. <clears throat> special guest. Aliens. Special guest. But Aliens. <laughs> thank you for joining us again on behalf of Ralph DiStefano. That's me. Matt Babycakes Hamill. Hey. Harry Rodriguez Bowles. <laughs> Clark. Clark Main. Clark? The Clark Meister. <laughs> and Steve, your Finn Dom Smith. We will catch I you still next don't know time. what that means. <laughs> Look I'll up. teach you. There's Google. I don't want to Google that. <laughs> I'll teach you real quick. Oh, God. You'll have to burn your computer afterwards. Probably. You'll be Likely. on a list. Likely. All right. Take care, everybody. And, Until oh. next time. And we're go! 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 Bye. Go. Bye. Go. 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 Game over.